All right, everybody, welcome to episode seven of the Brews and Bruins podcast. I am Drew Johnson. Nice. That was in sync. That was great. Um, I was late to the party. But uh, my name is Drew Johnson. Uh, Twitter is at Doobshmoob because you know you want to follow me for my idiotic tweets. Um, and I am here with Cam. And we Ooh. have Chris Gear back, ladies and gentlemen. Woo! A week early. Special dude. guest. Oh, special <laughs> guest. <laughs> coronavirus brought him back to us early. And we also have a special guest. But I'll let <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Hold on. You need to clarify. He does not have coronavirus <laughs> as far as we know. Because that sounded like he has coronavirus. And that's he is talking he to us live from the ER right now. <laughs> To be uh, fair, I am under mandatory quarantine because I traveled outside of 200 miles of San Diego. So here we are. Nice. Mm. All right. Well, I'll let you guys introduce yourselves first, and then uh, we can move on to our special guest. But we'll we'll keep that teased for another 50 seconds or so. Well, I'm Chris Gear. Uh, I am your special guest, considering <laughs> I got fired. Uh, prior to this and i've now made my triumphant return i know everyone was really excited i'm drinking an earthlick earthless cosmic ale from booze brothers brewing uh this was just in our fridge left over from that party uh seems to be from the san diego area so it's new for me um twitter at gear otc don't follow me (laughs) all right i am cam hasbrook uh twitter at cam hasbrook and I am drinking a dancing gummy bear from Terrapin Brewing Company, or Terrapin Beer Company, rather, which, if you listen to this before, you know I am a University of Marylander, so I saw this and I had to buy it. And then I found out it's actually brewed in Georgia. It's not even, like, a Maryland <laughs> thing, so I'm assuming it maybe it's, it's like, a UMD alum or something. Yeah, so, like, maybe it's an alum. So this is interesting, though. It's, like, a hemp beer, which I didn't really know existed. Um, it's, like, a hemp cherry... Hemp, hemp. Berliner Weiss, yeah, which, uh, I, and I was, I don't know why it surprised me, but I cracked it open, the first thing I thought was like, oh, it smells like weed, <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I guess that makes sense, it doesn't taste at all, Perfect. like, you know, it tastes like a regular beer, I mean, it's it's delicious, actually, I really like it, but uh, it, was, does, it was a little, little different. Does so it I get you stoned, too? No, but it says it pairs well with festivals, so <laughs> I don't know what the we, fuck We have all means, the festivals but... happening right now, so. Yeah, yeah. right now. Yeah, April 20th. Get your tickets and... <laughs> Well, I just wanted to make sure I was partying for our special guest. Oh yeah, our special guest today, tonight, this this <laughs> evening afternoon mix that we got going on here, and for the it, rest of the week. Yeah, <laughs> is the one, the only Brandon Share Cohen, ladies hey, and gentlemen. Hey, what's up, guys? BSC, <laughs> BSC, BSC. Welcome on, friend. Hey guys, it's a reunion, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's a good time. This is how it. This is the olden days. Thw Bruins squad reunion. Uh, yeah, exactly. That De- Dean uh, and Bruce would be proud. That Slack <laughs> chat was lit. It was. It, it was. was that was days. a good chat. They do yeah. great work over at the Hockey Rose, especially BSC, which is why we're having him on. But also, no, especially he's our friend. But <laughs> yeah, especially. Now, BSC <laughs> is great over at THW. Um, do you want to give uh, what you do over there? You know, no. promote yourself? No? Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, uh, coverage. Well, you don't have a choice. This is our podcast. No. Bruins coverage, news lead, you know, columns and whatnot. Pretty much, you know, everything and, and everything and anything. 
And mostly everything. Mostly everything. That's true. For All those... right, no more humbleness. The whole rest of the show, I'm going to just say I'm the best. That's it. <laughs> I'm going to say you're the best, too, so it's all right. I'm going to back you up on it. Pop your tires a little bit. Yeah, but Cam, I'm saying that I'm the best better than you say I'm the best. That's fine. I'm the best saying I'm the best. And let's not, let's for, not get anything confused here. For those listening who somehow don't know who you are, because I don't know why you'd be following along this podcast, because you're in the Bruins community and don't know who BSC is, what is your Twitter? Wow, that was a really nice like intro there. Uh, B. Share Cohen. It was very wordy. B. Share Cohen. It was wordy, but I, I listened to every word of it. I lost myself only... halfway through the sentence and was like, fuck, I gotta finish this up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true, I would say out. that I couldn't have said it better myself, but I'm the best at everything, so I could have definitely said <laughs> That's it. true. <laughs> the no, B but, in uh, BSC stands for best, so. That's true. That is true. Yeah, this is mostly I, I, just I can't like tell a... you what the rest stands for. <laughs> no fucking clue. It doesn't clue. matter. Best is all that's important. Brandon share clickbait himself on the podcast. Oh yeah. Oh Chris, we had some fun with the comments in my the comment section in my stories for a while. That was great. <laughs> Brandon Share There was the one guy who said like I was smoking mushrooms. I don't know if you remember that one. Yeah, I, I remember that. You know, I think you, how you, you were accused mushrooms? of you were accused of being a Filipino woman. Um, oh yeah. I don't remember I, that I think, one. I think that had something to do with the hair. No, that um, was by Chris, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was me. <laughs> that was by Chris. He actually didn't uh, say that one yet. He's been waiting. He's been holding on to that one. I, I know you got called a dumb American a few times. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> you know those dumb Americans. The nerve <laughs> calling me an American. Nah, he's a wildling north of the wall. Yeah, the second we <laughs> great white north. Um, also, uh, Brandon Sherrick Cohen, most famous for being a one-time guest on the Fairweather Fans Podcast, uh, one of my other podcasts, uh, hopefully a future guest as well. Yeah, yeah. Don't, uh, don't listen to that one. Cam, Cam and Drew, is this one. Don't, don't only go listen on that to the episode that I go on if I go on to it. Like you can't. <laughs> no, I mean, and I'm gonna text. I'm gonna text only BSC and say, "Damn, that was a great podcast." <laughs> <laughs> Nothing <laughs> Five stars. <laughs> but I rated the other ones one star. So like level it out, you know? <laughs> yeah. Hey, you got to keep us humble, you know. Not me. <laughs> I, I, this is gonna get really old really fast for me. <laughs> Doing the whole, I can't do it. I'm gonna sound like the biggest like pompous jerk. The humblest, the, the humblest guy in the biz. That's me. Nuts. <laughs> I think I think we all know who that is. <laughs> this is gonna be a third week in a row. <laughs> it's every week now. By the way, Go this is the hangs. whole podcast, everybody. We're just yeah, gonna no, we're riff just gonna on talk. this for a while because we don't really have that much hockey to talk about. <laughs> actually, there's fair. a there's a lot yeah, there's going actually, on. Yeah, more than I would expect, given like I think, the cancellation of a league I, week. Ago. I think people are just like trying to make stuff happen because we're so bored. But things are actually <laughs> happening in the Bruins world, and we're gonna talk about all of it. All five things or four All five things. Of it. <laughs> so we don't need to do our week in review, which is great because I always forget uh, let, the let me games. Do a quick, let me do a quick week in review. Uh, started in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're drove, trip, Yeah, drove to Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, then drove to Birmingham, Alabama, and hung out with my uncle and you know jammed, played some guitar for a while. Uh, then went to New Orleans for a couple days, then went to Lafayette and decided uh, just to continue on to Houston and fly home instead of hit the second half of the trip because everything was closing down and rightly so. Uh, don't be dumb and leave your homes or anything. Yeah, you can just, we got like, after this episode, we'll have over 
12 hours of content probably so you can just listen to us <laughs> you can go back to episode one where we're talking about like the trade deadline or something you know so trying to break yeah, my actually, six hours of podcast record yeah <laughs> this this does kind of fit in our week in review uh we had exactly 69 listeners last week so all of you are expected to listen again and no one else or else we will be pissed off right <laughs> that, really so. that, that does 69 <laughs> listeners or 69 downloads yes so that it kind of skews the data, data a little because it was 69 downloads of that single episode too yeah so like people yeah, are going wasn't back that and listening to the other episode. episodes I don't want yeah. people to think that we only have 69 people listening to. I, no, 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 I would no. I would rather have 69 people listening to our episodes than like 75. So. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Well, we just got to hit 420 and then we're good. <laughs> um, we were in the triple digits as far as listeners from according to Buzz. I don't know how accurate I, that is. You know, I don't know if anyone whatever. cares about our statistics, though. <laughs> no, well, I, mean, I, I just wanted them. to throw out the 69. Cause <laughs> well, obviously well, I saw it, and I was like, 69 downloads? That's a pretty good amount of downloads for a new podcast. I was excited for you guys. Hey, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, thank you. that's why I, I have to correct you. It's not 69 view, or listeners. It's uh, It's got to be more, It's got to be at least 78 listeners. But, like... <laughs> My, yeah. my oh my parents God. will be proud of this segment of the podcast. They won't. Um, we do actually, have a fair amount of people who go back and catch up because yeah. whenever I see the stats, it's like, okay, there's still like 25, 30 people downloading the episodes two episodes yeah, ago later, and then yeah. like 15, 20 downloading the previous one. So yeah. I didn't sponsor any drink. Uh, I mean, it's, it's well known amongst you three, but I don't drink. So I've, I have Pepsi with me today. Nice. And yet you're oh, still okay. welcome on the podcast. Please tell us about yeah. the Coke, Pepsi. Coke I want like better, an in-depth. Okay. I am a Coke guy, although right, I'm saying guys, that from a really Pepsi nice school. So. Uh, <laughs> going to cut off the show for a little bit because uh, Coke is going to get out of here. I'm a Dr. Pepper guy. I'm, I do like it. I do. It's good. Wait, are, uh, BSC, is, are we talking re- straight up regular Pepsi? We got a cherry, cherry vanilla. What's going on over there? Straight up regular Pepsi. All Classic. Out of, are, bottle or can? Or can. cup? Can. I'm gonna okay. say something okay. even more controversial. Uh, I'm a Sierra Mist guy. No, I, I like over okay. Sprite. O- over Sprite. It, okay, that tastes almost the same as Sprite. What, the Coke and Pepsi themselves are a lot different. I think I think the margin is different more between <laughs> no, I'm Coke gonna come against and Pepsi here. than Sierra Mist and Sprite. I'm gonna go the other way. I think Sprite and Sierra Mist taste more different than Coke and Pepsi. Really? I think they. I think it's yeah. about the same uh, disparity. So we'll, <laughs> you know we'll what? fall right I'm, in the middle. I'm a big ginger ale guy, and Love Canada, ginger. Canada, Canada dry, beer. Canada dry, over are, everything are you, else. Schweps, are you getting anti-American Schweps, here? <laughs> Whatever. This is how I trade places with other him in Massachusetts. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is it. This is where I make my claim. Yeah. <laughs> Although I also prefer Canada dry, to be fair, but. No, it dry is really good. I got one. I got some empty bottles up here because I don't. I always forget to recycle. Like I do recycle eventually, but like not for a few Damn. days. And I'm like, oh, we have a recycling bin. Nice. <laughs> um. Anyway, should by we way, get into I, like actual nobody, hockey? Nobody in the South recycles, by the way. It's uh, nice. It's absolutely. Oh. It all winds up in the ocean or landfill there goes anyway. Our one viewer from Georgia. Like, don't I don't know science, but don't bottles like plastic takes like really long to actually like biodegrade or some shit yeah that's why you recycle it yeah it's not it's not great <laughs> no i know but it still takes knowledge. really long <laughs> it's like <laughs> it all winds up in the same place man it all does no you recycle it and they reuse it no but it still it all winds up in this i'm telling you because if you throw one wrong thing into a recycle bin or trash whatever fucking thing it, oh yeah, they ditch the whole thing. They have to ditch the whole thing. Yeah, and so yeah. many people do that. So, <laughs> like, 
winds up yeah, not mattering so much. Have you ever seen like in like a mall or something? There's like seven different signs with seven different holes. You're like, what mm-hmm. am I possibly supposed to do with this? Like, how yeah. can I possibly know where everything goes here? Yeah, at my school they have two different things, and then they have like a recycle and a trash, and then all of them have like five different pictures on it. And, like, they're just pictures. So you don't fully know because, like, even, like, a to-go cup of coffee or something has different materials sometimes. And it's just, like, is this a pla- plastic? Do I put plastic in here? You're kind of showing, like, the cardboardy kind of thing here. I don't You're know right. What and what do. about blind people? They should have just <laughs> a voice box that just tells you exactly. You press a button and it goes, all right, in this one you put... Uh, green bottle like green glass bottles only and then the next one it's like brown glass bottles and then, yeah there you go braille this is now recycling we're podcast the world guys we're saving the world one podcast at a time hey no. if we're drinking out of cans and bottles then we need to be mindful of our uh, environment uh speaking of uh some cool stuff on the internet today about how all of these places that are quarantining a lot of the yeah. environmental impacts of that with like very quick environmental impacts uh kind of cool uh while while this all really sucks there's like a little bit of good news on top of that where well, so maybe you can cars aren't like there's the road a, we have a sample size of like hey uh this is how the environment is <laughs> positively impacted by no humans being there well, that's for literally one week came like, about <laughs> it's just like it's the earth talking to us, man. Fighting back. Let's smoke a fucking joint in the universe, <laughs> man. <laughs> All right. Uh, to whatever government entity might be listening to this, I am not partaking uh, federal. I am also crime not, stuff. but like I could federal if I wanted stuff. to because it's legal. I, yeah, you don't work w- for the government. When, Ca- when <laughs> yeah. Cam was here, I showed him uh, the line outside like the weed dispensary because it's legal in Canada, obviously. And uh, I showed him and his buddies, and yeah, it's a long line at all times. Like even now, I'd be shocked if it's empty, despite the fact that it's probably closed. I would love <laughs> no, to see. Them. They're <laughs> waiting. They're well, people don't know. Friends. They're too high to know. Yeah, like, I think like California's a... California's in the same spot right now. Like yeah. it's a movie release. People got like tents and shit. <laughs> <laughs> they're waiting. Like it'll come back eventually. I'll be first in line. BSC, before we do get into the hockey stuff. Yeah, we really I do need to get We're never going to get into the hockey stuff. Drew, <laughs> we stop told with you, this bullshit. When it was mentioned that it's going to be six hours, 12 hours of content, that was just this episode. Like, that's just this. <laughs> I gave you a shout-out, I think, two episodes ago for the poutine that you showed us because it was phenomenal. But I want to just give you one more now that you're actually here. That that was fucking delicious. So, shout-out you for that. Well, I knew I could take you guys to one place, right? Mm-hmm. I had one night to show you guys, like, this yeah. is this is the place I had to bring you. And I was like, yeah, well, this is it. This is the most magnificent poutine ever. It's just, you know. <laughs> My life has been entirely downhill from that moment. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know how much you went into detail of it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, basically, not, I, don't, not I can't remember what you had either. But you're talking, like, some of these poutines are, you know, fries, cheese, and, and gravy, like, normal poutine. But then, like, full mac and cheese on top with bacon and onions or, like, popcorn, chicken, and barbecue. Like, it's, it's like It's like a garbage plate with poutine, mac. And, again, you have to mention, it's, like, cheese curds, like, because, like, stupid Americans are, like, oh, nacho sure, cheese sure. sauce on top. You know what I mean? Like, it's, like, legitimate good cheese. I think Fun the foul. issue is when you say cheese curds, some people get revolted because it's, like, oh, curd? Like, the cheese is curdled? No, that's not how that works. <laughs> Fun fact, most of that cheese comes from Wisconsin. Wow! Yeah, yeah, wouldn't be surprised. That is a fun. I actually do appreciate Wisconsin. that fact. It's the it's like the curds are the like leftovers from the process of making like sharp cheddar, so you get like these mild curds. 
if you're li- if you're listening to all this and you're getting super hungry like I am, please don't go. <laughs> yeah. to, please don't go to the grocery store right now. It's not not the eat, time. Eat, eat like a can of tuna or whatever. <laughs> Support your local businesses and get takeout. All right, should we actually talk about hockey now? <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, last last episode, me and Cam talked with Court Lalone, who was our special guest then and eventual Chris Gear replacement. Uh, unless BSC takes that position over, it's neck and neck. No, right it's going to be a four man podcast, and it's I will be a five man podcast. It's be it's five, yeah. Podcast. You're allowed to say another. We're gonna we're already talking over each other. It's going to be a shit show. Um, <laughs> no, so, it's going to be. You guys are going to keep adding people to the podcast until finally there's someone who <laughs> yeah. isn't better than me. It's going to be. <laughs> and that's when we t- stop it. <laughs> it's going to be a 10 man <laughs> podcast. Um, so we got uh, me and Cam talked about coronavirus with Court a lot. Um, so we're talking we hockey. About, yes, we're talking hockey. <laughs> um, what do you guys just. <laughs> I guess we don't even need to touch on it. I feel like. Personally, me, me and Cam said, I think Cam said, I don't know. I always forget what people say on this podcast. Um, I don't remember what we said last week at all. I like how the options are, did I say it or did somebody else say it? I, <laughs> I don't know. Well, what I said is it was smart to postpone considering everything. And I think that was kind of the initial. It was yeah. No, exactly. But at, the, at that point, it was like kind of brand new. It was like right before we started recording, a day or two before we started recording. Uh What's your take on this whole postponement? I guess we can, from this, we can move into the players uh, thing, but what do you guys is think? Anybody, is is anybody whole... pro-coronavirus here? My That's take on it. coronavirus is it's bad. I'm rambling, but Let's someone cancel cut it. me out. <laughs> coronavirus fucking canceled. Canceled. <laughs> Control delete. Cancel culture isn't strong enough yet. It hasn't we, canceled the coronavirus yet. Can we postpone the coronavirus season so we can finish Until, the hockey season? Is that possible? I think it was the. F- I think I, I definitely wasn't the first person on Twitter to make the joke, but I was like early on in the joke when. Uh, I think it was <laughs> made it before. Is cool. Yeah, we're we're gonna recite our tweets now. Uh, just <laughs> I'm, right, I'm let me never open up Twitter. <laughs> It's never funnier to me than when when I tweet something that I think is funny and it gets, like, the most tepid response. And I don't think I've ever had a more tepid response to, like... So I quote tweeted that the Boston Marathon got canceled and I said, cancel culture is getting out of control. Oh, I actually did like that. (laughs) That was a fake And I got, like, two likes and then one person responded, dude, it's the right move. (laughs) And then Court (laughs) responded with a gif of someone just like, all right, that was okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the tweet wasn't that funny but the response was excellent that's well, what you're like, here for right the one person the joke just went totally over their head and then one person got it and was like yeah it wasn't that good man <laughs> good effort one of my latest tweets was a retweet of this person that made a uh, bohemian rhapsody remix to uh to make it about coronavirus I did see that. I'm not going to sing the whole thing, but is this a sore throat? <laughs> is this just allergies? Caught in a lockdown, no escape from reality. I also can't sing, but it was so good. It's a whole thread. To be fair, I think that's got to be the outro. I'm not even I'm not even laughing at no, the, that's the actual. Intro. That's the ent- intro, yeah. Don't touch your eyes. Just hand sanitize quickly. Well, I got to shout it out now. At Dana J. Bean. 
D A N A J A Y B. It probably has like hundreds of thousands of retweets. It just no, it uh, try Twitter.com. This person's viral. They're kids. I just love the the theme of this podcast is I don't want to do this, but all right, let's just do it. Yeah, <laughs> I walk. I walked by him. Now he's dead. <laughs> I didn't mean to make them die. All right, Drew, uh, let's hold on for a second and uh, (laughs) see what BSC's uh, take on coronavirus is. Yeah. Love it. Uh, No, sorry, wrong. (laughs) Cut that. Use take two. No, I mean, mean, obviously, it's the right call to postpone it. Uh, I think right now the world is still kind of unsure. I think a lot of people think, oh, my God, this is the worst thing ever. And other people are thinking, okay, it's just a flu. It's not going to, like, it doesn't really matter to most people. But what people aren't realizing is it's really about, like, stopping the spread of the virus. That's important right now. It's not so much that, hey, this is going to kill every person it touches. If any of the four of us get it, we're all young enough. I mean, I don't smoke. I don't know about you guys. Chris, I know you don't, right, my man, Mr. Government Employee? Um, But in general, I mean, you know, healthy lungs, being young, like, in general, I think we're going to be fine even if we were to catch it. You know, it's obviously scary and scary time. But in general, this isn't something that's like, okay, you got it, you're dead. But... Anything like this where it's a new virus, where it's something that really is unknown to this point, you obviously want to try and contain it. Really, containment's all it is. So if you have a bunch of players every single day traveling and playing and then traveling and playing, it's I mean, it's crazy. Like, you can't you can't do that. And that goes for every league, so I'm, I'm totally for the postponement. Yeah, someone, it sucks, but someone on the it. Someone on the Ottawa Senators already has it, right? Yeah. It was, uh, there's a report on who it was. But or not a report anyway, but like you know, this is what the report says. So I don't know if it's actually true or not, but I'm not going to say it. Uh, name names, but there is information out there if anyone's interested. But I don't want to spread false information. And it so. was Eugene Melnick. Oh saw, man, how did you guys know? <laughs> I saw I saw something great. It said like it's not Craig Anderson and lists the rest of their goalies because they can't catch anything for shit or whatever. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right. Yeah, but can they pass it? Oh, all right, maybe. Wow, wow, hey. How many assists does Craig Anderson have? Well, I meant any other player, not specifically Craig Anderson. <laughs> but yeah, he has so seven I, assists in his career. So I think a great little, uh, well, great is a really bad word for this. I think if you good... start something off by saying it's great, it usually is not. So <laughs> Yeah, well, just uh, like, that's, like last time when I said coronavirus is great, love it. Let's, like... <laughs> let's say an, an interesting little microcosm of the virus itself is the what's going on with the Brooklyn Nets, where mm-hmm. it's a little bit scary to think that uh, like four of them tested positive and only one of them's showing any symptoms where like it's scary to think, okay, so like there could be like 75% of people who have this could be walking around with no symptoms, which obviously that's an exaggeration because uh, in basketball, like everyone's sharing the same orb and like constantly leaking bodily fluids onto it so probably not a situation that everybody's in do you want to uh, repeat that <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a basketball but it also took me a second to kind of understand yeah. what he was going for with that. <laughs> that's why i'm no, a I, hockey fan I, I recognize the phrasing but also at the same time three out of the four of them don't have symptoms so like all right maybe if you get it it's not that bad but also they're all uh, like 30 or under and it's and not super fit <laughs> yeah yeah so no kidding these guys are like the they're not at risk at all so yeah i think that's a big thing with it that people don't fully grasp is that it really the death rate is mainly above uh among 
elders, like senior citizens, but if you're a young person like we are and we're going out and contracting it, we can easily pass it on to someone who is a senior citizen. That's the thing you're trying to really protect. Protect. Obviously, you don't want it if you're... I mean, I don't want something that's going to put me on the couch for four days and with all the fucking symptoms. That that would suck, but... Yeah, being on the couch for four days is not the issue for me. No, it's the, no. I, it's the not I mean, being able to breathe part. It's the fucking, like, all the flu symptoms. I don't want that, but really, it's not... Probably it probably won't kill you if you're around our age or under forty or whatever, but it, it can really harm other people, and that's the containment. You got to think of those people. It's it's helping society in general, not just you. Imagine this is great hockey somebody talk. other than yourself. <laughs> can we can we jump into the just so we can, can we, we have hockey? this like yeah. loosely? Yeah, can we talk about this player proposed schedule? Because I have a lot. You know, like what they yeah. say in really hockey. Cool. Let's do that hockey. Like they say in hockey, let's quarantine. Like they say in hockey, let's play during the summer. All right. I don't. I don't have one of these <laughs> clever. Let's let's like they say in hockey things. So let's I, I love how the picture of it though is like a picture of TV. Like the whole like player proposal. <laughs> that's how I saw it too. And someone snapped a picture of their TV. It's not of even like, like TSN, TSN yeah. took a screenshot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's got all the waves right. in it. <laughs> so obviously, this is. I don't know who I. Someone I guess from TSN probably was the first to report it. I'm not exactly sure who. If anybody has any information, please cut me off and I, jump in I, on I that. I saw it from Court Lalone first on Facebook. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> as much as we love Court, it probably wasn't him who got it first. So, so the proposed and again, this is all very fluid because nobody knows what the hell is going on with anything right now. But not I guess fluid though. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> How long were you just holding on to that? Like, hey, should I say it? Should I not say it? And then you just spit it out. Like, there was a split it. second, and my it brain just did not filter out that out. All right. <laughs> oh, God um, damn, can't. <laughs> so obviously, I think this. I, hope, I don't know. Nobody knows that this is optimistic at this point. We'll see how the next couple of weeks to months go, but it's out there, and we're going to talk about it. A proposed schedule from the players would have a mini training camp starting in early July followed by the end to the 2019-20 season in late July, playoffs from August to September, the draft in free agency in October, and then the 2020-2021 season beginning in November. Two things immediately occurred to me when I saw this. First of all, I thought July until next June, straight of hockey, Mm. is more or less 11 months of professional hockey with a slight break in October for the draft and free agency, which would be awesome. Granted, it's going to cause some concern with the players, I think, but I guess if they're the one proposing this, obviously there's some concerns there, though, about playing for more or less 11 months consecutively. Two, I just envisioned, like, you know, Early August, a beautiful 75-degree night, 9 p.m., I'm out hanging with my friends. It's clear skies. I've got a TV out by the pool. Smoking that Dr- weed, yo. <laughs> Drinking a beer, <laughs> grilling some food, and watching playoff hockey in August. Obviously not the ideal scenario normally with all this extra bullshit going on, but in a bubble, that sounds absolutely splendid. Just like Cam, you clearly never hockey. lived in San Diego because that is my every. <laughs> I live in New York. NHL right? playoffs. New York. Yeah, that's, <laughs> well, that must be fucking nice, all right. But for the rest of us, 
Brandon knows what I'm talking about. Drew knows what I'm talking yeah. about. I mean, so... to be fair, I hate the heat. Give me that cold weather all day. Oh all yeah, right. same, well, same. Maybe I'm alone. Here. I, I'd, I'd <laughs> rather, <laughs> I'd rather, I'd rather 20 Fahrenheit because I know BSC is in Canada and they use Celsius. The whole world uses Celsius. I don't know why the fuck we don't. But I mean, uh, I'm, I'm basically from Boston. I understand okay, though, that I'm go. not. I'm, I'm very much from Canada, but I'm, I'm enough in, involved in, in Boston that I'm a, I'm an honorary American. But, uh, well, before you guys talk too I'd much rather... shit about San Diego, it's uh, like it doesn't get that hot. I also don't like hot weather that much, so it's it's like pretty perfect most of the year. There's like two months where it's way too hot for me, but the rest of the year is pretty awesome. I'd rather be twenty than it freaking eighty. So I agree with you hundred percent. I think so. so shockingly, shockingly enough, Chris, the two months that he's talking about aren't even july and august it's like march and may like it's really weird no it's just two months that get really hot out of nowhere it's, Those are the it's months like september there. october yeah it's weird <laughs> which is awful for me because i love october like from one a hockey perspective like hockey starts up two love just like watching some horror movies and uh, like it's standpoint yeah it's like a very weird vibe for it to be like super hot and to be like watching horror movies and like kids out trick-or-treating and shit <laughs> um all right anyone want to give their takes on this schedule <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, talk about weather. Um, that is the the 11 months of nhl would be oh uh, amazing but <laughs> sorry <laughs> do i need to run to the bathroom no um yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> um no, but the only thing is, would you then have? You'd either then have to shorten the twenty 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 one season, or you'd need to have run it back. So many back to back games, um, yeah. which what I mean, they play back to back games like... already, so that's not necessarily a problem. But you'll see more injuries. You'll see teams that have way more fatigue going into a game. Well, yeah. Uh, shout out to that uh, Stanley Cup hangover. Like whoever wins yeah. the Stanley Cup, yeah, seriously. Also, or the loses. Stanley Cup celebration is going to be. What do you party hard for like three days and then you're like, yeah, All right, and now right you got to give grind. it back. You start yeah. in two months. Like. Yeah, that's a little old. But um, I do like I I like that the players have kind of come up with something. Whereas we're not really hearing anything from the owners, but we're not going to pay our workers, which is a whole nother thing that we're going to talk about. Um, I like that they've actually, you know, stated something or like, Hey, this is something we're okay with. Uh, mm-hmm. and it, it gives me a lot of hope that we're actually going to see the Stanley cup lifted because this has been talked about a lot, but you know, back in 1918, 1919, uh, when they had the, the Spanish flu going on, they canceled like the, the season. So this, I was worried for a bit that it's like, they're not going to lift the Stanley cup. We're not going to see playoffs for the rest of the season this year. Um, and this this gives me hope that there is there is a solution. And if this is if this is the worst case scenario, I, I'm I'm fine with it. It could be worse if things go leak into August or September where we're all you know social distance, quarantine, whatever you want to call it. Um, but th- this is a good uh, solution, I would say. Yeah, I think uh, I think a good corollary. Um, I wouldn't say corollary, but. It- good thing to look at is uh, what the NCAA just did with canceling their season and how it doesn't relate to the NHL. Uh, I think there was a lot of panic over, all right, the NCAA just canceled all of their conference tournaments for basketball and all, and the whole NCAA tournament um, as, as well as the like hockey tournament. Um, 
but because they're students there's a whole other kind of different issue there where Mm -hmm. all right what if this thing lasts like months and we have graduated students that you're now calling back to come to campus and i don't i don't even think that's like legal in some way i don't i don't really know any of that stuff i'm not going to pretend to know anything about that but i think if you're panicking about the season being full-on canceled because of that uh maybe tone it down a little bit Uh, we can worry about that in like a few months if things still aren't better um and if you do care about that uh social distance Uh, everyone listening to this the hundred whatever people listening to this uh that'll help bring hockey back pass it along Um, to your friends share 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 because this is important info i don't think it's share cohen (laughs) (laughs) i don't think what the players proposed is a worst case scenario uh i think the worst case scenario is is, the season gets canceled yeah for sure i I think like second worst case scenario is regular season is canceled and they just go straight on to the playoffs which you guys talked about last week um oh you uh, listened i I did (laughs) it's literally the first episode i've listened to (laughs) (laughs) i skimmed through all of them to see if my i I just listened to my segments i just listened to me talk i don't give well i mean most of the reason why i don't most of the reason why i don't listen is because one i'm on the podcast two one of you guys edits it and the other usually listens to it to see if there's anything stupid on there we're past that point now we just trust each other i trust cam Okay. It's it's not even. I don't think it's like a matter of newly developed trust. I think it's just like flat out laziness. Laziness. I, mean, I'll say, I also like, like how it's not. I trust like, both ah, of you. you. Know, it's, it's <laughs> I trust Cam. Crick versus just like all right, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Uh, it's not. No, a, it's I, not about trust with Cam, but it is with me. My, so. my laziness. Sure. My my laziness hit long before we started this podcast, which is why like day one I was like, I already edit two podcasts. I am not editing this podcast. One of you guys figure this shit out. Yeah, this, this That's is why like, I haven't really started one up again. Yeah, this is really <laughs> exciting for me and Cam. And Chris is like, ah, this is mundane. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> everyone has a podcast i got three of them fuck it <laughs> yeah if i'm in a kind of podcast game i make sure that i'm not doing the editing now maybe in the future i'll have to eventually but i mean for now i'm just so over it and that's like i haven't put out a troubles of brewing in like well over a year i'd say so at this point i'm just like it's well over a year of just eh, i'll get to it one day if i want to but yeah. you know i assumed you guys stopped troubles of brewing because joe went into like quarantine way before it was cool he yeah, knew. I don't know what the deal is there. <laughs> I missed the guy. Cool. <laughs> I missed that guy. <laughs> I think I'm like a freak because like I don't mind like editing. Yeah, me neither. Like that last right, episode yeah, though like I know was who to tough. Go to when I did my podcast. I we had, we had some technical difficulties last episode, and I'm not going to name names, but it was because of Court Lalone. And <laughs> 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 so that was difficult, but I I didn't mind. I was like packing up because we were everybody was like, "All right, we're canceling school, and you have spring break. Go, go, go!" And so I was leaving, and I was editing while I was packing up. So I'd be listening and then got to a point where I needed to edit. I was like, okay, I'll pause for five minutes and edit. Okay, now I'll listen and continue packing up. <laughs> it was awful. It was great, um, though. For the uh, the player proposal, uh, the schedule, though, uh, my biggest concern for that is injury. You know, these yeah. players are already playing such a tough schedule, and we already know that players 
almost never play at 100%. Look at a guy like Patrice Bergeron, who's pretty much never, ever, ever healthy. And I'm talking back, like, probably going over a decade of him just not being fully healthy because this guy plays 110% every shift. Mm-hmm. And that's not just him. There's a lot of players that are dealing with, you know, lingering injuries at some point. And, and I think having a long off season in, you know, in football, for example, is almost a necessity. And hockey is just as physical, if not more. You know, you're skating up and down the ice 200 feet, um, yeah, you're not, you know, you're, obviously in football you're shifting off offense, defense, and special teams. But in hockey, it's four lines. You're talking about every, like, what, minute and a half, two minutes, you're back on that ice. If you're playing 20 minutes a game for 82 games, and that's coming after just, like, a one-month break, that's going to be really difficult. Um, that said, uh, the place where I work, we uh, the SHL is really, like, huge for what we do. And uh, doing the live, like, SHL games is really important. And that whole season is pretty much gone. Like they've just, they're already requesting to cancel it. And Sweden's like saying like, they're going to be going through it and everything. But that whole league's going to be done. And uh, by the way, shout out Rogel. I'm uh, I've adopted a team in the SHL. I don't know how it happened. It was almost like a joke <laughs> at first, and then I, I, I'm just, I'm a diehard fan to the point where like I'd say, who's covering Farjestad? Can I need them to lose? Who's covering Skellefteå? I need them to lose. Who's covering Malmo? <laughs> and it's every team in the SHL. Like, I can tell you that standings better than I can tell you the NHL standings at this point. <laughs> but, like, obviously we don't want that where the whole season is canceled, the playoffs are canceled. Um, to be fair, the season was it was already done. They played the, the end of the season and the playoffs are going to be gone. Which is crazy because it's almost the exact same boat as the uh, the NHL where you have a team that was... It's not quite the same because the Bruins weren't untouchable. They could have definitely been caught at some point. But they were, you know, pretty securely in first place, I would say. And the SHL had a team, Lulea, who were just very clearly like head and shoulders above the rest of the teams. So if you cancel the whole season and postseason, you're depriving you know that team, those players, the fans, all all that you know, uh, every, everything that goes into it. You're depriving them the chance of winning the championship, or at least showing that hey, we really are the best. That being said, sometimes things are bigger than sports, even though it's really hard to acknowledge that. Okay, it's hard for me to acknowledge that at least personally. <laughs> I, I, I mean, this, to be fair. I mean, I work in sports, and when I'm not working in sports, I'm working in sports as far as the writing goes. And then when I'm not writing, I'm watching sports. And then when I'm not watching sports, I'm talking sports with you guys. Like, that's all I do. I do yeah. sports, right? Like, this is what I do. Brandon, did we, did we like, save your week? You did, yeah. You gave, <laughs> me, you gave me an out. Yeah. I've been working from home as well, so I, uh, I haven't really got, like, the human interaction either, which, again, social distancing, like Chris said, you know, keep your distance from people. Yeah, but, Bruin, uh, Bruins Twitter has definitely saved me in terms of sports shit. Yeah, I got. I've been oh, watching way, it from afar. <laughs> a long overdue shout out to uh, Patrice Bergeron, who <laughs> we've definitely never, listening. We've never discussed on the show. Uh, I, I think at this point, anytime you know when they all come out with like the injury reports after the season's over. Mm-hmm. Uh, at this point, if he hasn't had groin surgery by like within a week after the season's over like that's the news <laughs> that's true that, that is very true that's another thing though where we're talking about injuries and i agree uh with bsc about injuries P- players will definitely be injury prone if the season is then you, you know they're going right into the next season after the playoffs based on this player proposal uh players that are currently injured will have time to recover and you know, players are also who are healthy are going to have time to really prepare and rest for this playoff push. I think that's the greatest thing for Zdeno Chara, honestly, who you want to see get five games off before the playoffs. Uh, given that's, that's an interesting the age question, though. Like, what what team do you think benefits the most from the I layoff? Mean, because <clears throat> I think the 
like blues or the lightning because you're getting an think, elite. Yeah, the lightning scoring. with Stamkos was the one I was thinking right off the bat for that. Like um, two already good teams getting an elite scorer back. Like yeah, of course it's the one time the Bruins aren't like you know down to like their 18th defenseman and <laughs> <Yeah>. like 17th <laughs> forward. You know, like they're actually like pretty much healthy. Yeah, and I think um, you know with with excuse me, had to let out a beer burp there. Um, I guess that happens on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> usually, usually I vocalize them and burp purposely into the microphone, but that one was like a, a silent one, um, <laughs> silent but deadly. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, we can cut that. We won't. <laughs> um, <laughs> we will if it's me. <laughs> if you're editing, Cam, you can cut that. If I am, I get then. the final say, right? Since you guys like went back and forth. Yeah, there. actually, uh, we well, don't cut that. If you Brandon, want to you're it, editing. <laughs> Yeah, you're editing this week. Now no that problem. you said that, <laughs> that's the that's the price of being it's a just guest. Gonna be me. <laughs> it's just, it's just, guys, I'm the best out of the four. Of us. I, no I edited out all the bad stuff. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Anything that was below my standards, I edited out. Now I don't even know what I was gonna fucking say. He'll come it's back not, to me when that we're talking about something else. But. Yeah, it's usual. This is the usual format where we just Drew, ramble. You could be forget. in the middle of a sentence and you don't know what you're gonna say. As we saw earlier, <laughs> while introducing Brandon, yeah. <laughs> right, right as we saw it in the uh, three minute mark of the podcast. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Let's let's well, just we're talking move about. On. I don't know. We we're talking about what teams benefit the most from getting yeah. players back. Yeah, I still I still don't know what I was saying. So, shout out to Vladimir that. Tarasenko. He's a good player. Yeah. Oh, so he's injured right now. See, I don't know what's going on with many other teams. I'm focused on the Atlantic Division, oh, especially yeah, Tampa. He, um, he was having kind of like a comeback. I mean, oh. hard to say comeback year because he got injured so early in the season. But he had shoulder surgery. You know, um, very you know early who, in the season. You know who can really benefit with all this injury trouble is Detroit because they're going to come out roaring. And they're, you know, they're statistically eliminated from the playoffs, Blake but they're going to prove that back. wrong. They're going to prove that wrong. They are, somehow they are going to overcome the Man, I had a basketball joke and it really landed flat. No, I, I laughed silently. <laughs> I, I really liked it. I don't. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know why I didn't laugh louder for you. That was really good. <laughs> I was actually just going to repeat We can't like, see Blake you, Griffin. I just like... remembered who, who Griffin is, so. Also, I'm not a BSC, basketball I take, guy. I take... I take slight responsibility for everyone listening. We like see and talk to each other over Google Hangouts, um, so we can actually see each other. Except BSC's camera wasn't working, and I kind of take responsibility for that because I tweeted out like five minutes before the show. If anybody has questions for your hosts and their far better looking <laughs> guest today, <laughs> please send them here. And now I feel like we can't see you, and it's my fault. So I apologize for that. <laughs> uh, I mean, my hair is just up. I got a lot of hair, and you've seen it. It's just up right now. It's some uh, nice flow. I want to see honestly, it in a hockey helmet. That'd I honestly thought changing. this was just like a recurring thing because we had BSC on the pod. Like, I don't know. It must have been two years ago at this point. Yeah, I'm on, I'm on my desktop. I don't have a, a webcam. Like, I just okay. never invested in a webcam for it. Yeah. It's not like it doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah, okay. That's, I have a laptop well, with a webcam. Cam, but like, Cam I mi- misrepresented uh, your scenario, so. That's just a fault of okay. your own. <laughs> He's not as good as I am, so it's hard <laughs> to represent. <laughs> um, I do a- want to hear one more thing from you guys about this schedule before we move on to something else. How do you think this will impact, like, the 
section of players being drafted who are like ready to jump right in the league. Like theoretically, you know, not that there's any Connor McDavid's in this year's draft, but like those types uh, of players Alex who are plug and play, right? So, like, you get drafted a month before the season. Okay. I'm assuming if there is any type of preseason, it'll be very limited. How does that affect, like, hey, welcome to the organization. You're playing in two weeks. Like, that's that's weird, right? Well, I think Lafreniere is probably NHL right. I mean, I don't watch him, yeah, but yeah, you yeah. hear so much fucking about him. No, I've heard about him, but I don't <laughs> think from what I've heard he's maybe Byfield could be right. right. I, would say, I would say Byfield isn't, but I would say Lafreniere is mm-hmm. the only one that could potentially come right now. BSC is the expert on this. I don't. I don't fucking know much about prospects, but I think Brandon, what do you, uh, is ready. What do you think of Johnny Leonard out of UMass? <laughs> <laughs> Who? <laughs> Who that? Who that boy? He's in the top ten for the Hobie Baker, so which means he's gonna win. You know it. who else is top ten in the Hobie Baker? Swayman. Yeah, so the Bruins made some song. Like, Richter. He's, he's, look at that transition. He's, what a he's pro. Definitely, well, yeah, we should go to that. Uh, yeah. Well, the la- the last thing I'll say is what I'll just echo Court's thoughts is that you could play, you could put on hockey at any time of the year in Canada and they'll watch America not the same. And you'd be start, you'd be doing playoffs uh, through NFL preseason and start of the regular season, which could be something, but. To be fair, though, when the NHL season starts, you have baseball playoffs. When the NHL season's ending, you have the basketball, you know, the N- NBA playoffs. When the uh, NHL is, like, the sweetest spot is right after the NFL playoffs, right when NBA and NHL, like, game, like, 50 to 60 of their uh, of their schedule, that's, like, the sweet spot. So I don't think you can prioritize, like, oh, well, the Americans aren't going to watch it. You guys are Americans. You guys love the sport. You're going to watch it. Um, I-, I don't know if that matters so much. And no, I, I think I'm going to sure. Oh, I don't think I don't think that's like a part of their decision, but I think that's just something to note economically oh, sure. how this could affect the NHL. I do have um, one other thing to bring up before we move on to uh, you know hockey players. Um, <laughs> you know those people that we talk so about all the time. <laughs> there has been talk of the NBA moving their season so that it doesn't coincide with the NHL season uh, for multiple reasons, um, but this could kind of be an impetus for them to finally do it just because it is backing up their season. And I think the whole thing is they want to push into the summer so they can compete with like early season baseball kind of stuff where, where they're not like sharing uh, <laughs> nice camp. <laughs> I feel like seeing him like lean towards the microphone to like make sure. Yeah. It's not those, like away from it. To those are the it. most it's theatrical the yeah, it's opening happen. I've seen in a long time. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so obviously uh, the MLB and the NBA aren't competing for arenas. Uh, right. I think in every case that would be re- really weird if they did. <laughs> yeah. um, Who would you say? MLB and NFL? Or MLB no, and NBA? NBA. NFL, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I think NFL's done with that, too. Cause, uh, with Oakland? Yeah, Oakland, Oakland, Oakland done, moved yeah. to yeah. Yeah, Vegas. So um, I, That's interesting, though, that the NHL might get a spotlight just themselves um, I don't know if it necessarily is going to dramatically boost viewership, but I think it should have a positive impact on the league. I mean, it could. I would um, definitely say so. I mean, not to cut you off, Brandon, but like I know people who like are split like hockey basketball fans, and even if they like basketball a little bit more, and there's a game on the same night, they're going to lean basketball. Whereas, you know, it's not like they don't like hockey, but if there's two games on, they're going to pick the basketball one. So if it's just hockey, 
that's a boost in at least it, television ratings. It is adversarial too, where like because the seasons coincide so much, it's like, are you a basketball guy? Or are you a hockey guy? Yeah. That's that's and why like, I know both. nothing about basketball. Yeah, I am I, most definitely a both. <laughs> yeah, same. I I love both and college basketball as well, and yeah, to a lesser degree, Ooh. college hockey, but. We've, we've established that I'm a junkie at this point, so I don't count. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I think that's also a good point. That's that's coming out now is that people have this demand for sports regardless yeah. of what they are. Like, people are watching marble races right now. <laughs> uh, like, Shep, my friend who hates sports has been telling me about marble races, and he's like, I understand how like why you love sports now. And I was like, I understand what you're saying to me. I feel like you still don't. <laughs> you just don't get it. I one of my roommates started gambling on simulated 2K games. And I was like, what the fuck? Are you Unbelievable. Doing? Yeah, they're like <laughs> streaming the NCAA tournament on Twitch from like. That's what I was thinking of doing. I, was thinking, NC- I asked. Uh, yeah, on, Chris, you you did say that on on Twitter, but it is like NCAA basketball 2K8, and they're <laughs> and they like oh, imported all my of the rosters. Win? I and terms, baby. <laughs> well, people people are in lockdown right now. You know, they got they got plenty they got time of time on whatever. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I thought Bruins fans would want to see it more. But like amongst the reaction I got for like streaming the rest of the season, no one seemed to want it. So I was like, ah, it's yeah. too close to fifty fifty. Where I'm just not going to do it. I saw the tweet and I politely did not respond to the thing because I would have just said no because I I do have time for that, but that's just not something I'd be into. Well, that's the thing. I would absolutely like. I would just stream the game and then not watch it like i would just like do my own thing and like it would be on in the background i wouldn't even have to like actively do anything right i just passively play it so i figured if enough people want it then i can give it to them but if otherwise like i don't really care one way or another i'm not trying to get twitch famous to answer cam's question i think that young players it depends on who it is and what year it is and what team they get drafted to and what the need is but i think that you know we, we could see a guy like lafrain the year play regardless of how long the offseason is mm. and if it doesn't work you can just send them down right there's yeah. no issue with, like, okay, play the nine games before they play the tenth game, send them down. So if a player's ready, they're ready. If not, they're not. I don't think it really has an impact in that way. And that's why Clickbait Brandon is the best, because he remembered what we were talking about through all of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We also ruined his beautiful transition into the Jeremy Swayman we talk, did. which I think well, we should right. Jeremy Swayman, I, I was ready to that guy. I was going to take love, it as a we thing. I, <laughs> you know? I love Swayman, too, and I'm just proving that wrong. Every episode, I'm proving that wrong. I think I, my reasoning for liking Swayman in a, a past episode was that I watched him at Quinnipiac and took videos. <laughs> yeah, didn't you, didn't I'm you write really, an article about that? I'm really high on college hockey. Um, I won't speak for you guys, but I think more no, than I'm you guys because you. you guys just don't appreciate things as much hey, as geez. I do. If you want to fight <laughs> over that, I'm down, Drew. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're, you're in fucking Maryland. Fuck you. Like, they have a great <laughs> hockey team. I, 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 <laughs> whoa, wait, whoa, wait. I was born and raised in Troy, New York. My grandfather and my dad, my grandfather's been a season ticket holder at RPI for like decades. I don't know. I don't want to cut him short by 10 or 20 years, but a long fucking time. Damn, like I they went gonna... out to Minnesota to watch the national championship in 1985. So I grew up watching hockey. Like my, I, I think I knew college hockey before I knew like NHL shit, despite being named after Cam Neely. But so I guess it was probably more even than I thought, but I'm a college hockey. Guy. All right. Well, my father went to college for about three months and then started or adopted a family business so any kids listening don't go to school 
Um, <laughs> but let's before talk. You, before you continue, Drew, for uh, me that was really funny because uh, the way it's configured for me is Cam, Chris, Drew on the bottom of my screen. So I saw Drew and Cam like start like you know going like contention about who likes hockey, hockey more, and Chris in the middle <laughs> backing up like, hang on, I don't want to be in the middle of this. <laughs> it was really, it was really cute. <laughs> if I could right now, I'd grab Cam's collar and start throwing punches with that. Hand. But you yeah. can't do that in college hockey. That's just automatic suspension. Yeah, that's the only wow, thing that's wrong that with if you like college hockey more than Cam. So <laughs> Jeremy Swayman. Uh, yeah. Hey, and Nick Drew Wolf, starts talking, let's cut him off again. Uh, yeah. <laughs> fuck all of you. <laughs> now is your time, you Drew. Because you're laughing. So Swayman, great goaltender, and I talked about Vladar last episode, forgetting about Swayman, whom I love and have a man Oof. crush. No, I don't actually, but I don't know what he looks like. Um, actually, I have a picture of him on the, looks on, don't the matter, uh, Drew. on college on hockey your wall behind you. News. That's com. Yeah, that's very weird. Um, no, but he is a uh, he is actually a good goaltender. And we talked about I I mentioned Vladar in a past episode as being the heir to the backup position, um, but I really do if, had I not forgotten about Swayman, he really is that heir to that to that position. And I think I mean given the cap, and I don't have the numbers in front of me, but Halak I think Halak's gone next year. With yeah. they need to resign DeBrusque, they need to resign Krug, you know all of that. Um, I think Swayman is definitely the backup next year now that they've signed him. And I think a great, a great thing they could do with him. And I originally thought this would be, this would be more in the future, but if they could have him be the backup mentoring under Rask and then taking over that starting position, that would be great. But what the Bruins mainly do is have players play in Providence for a bit. So you could see that as well. But I think whether he plays in Providence or not, right after you know signing this contract and whenever the season resumes, um, I think you could eventually see him being the starter after mentoring under Rask for a couple seasons as the backup. I just want to jump in for people who might not be quite as aware of Swayman with some statistics. Um, yeah, sure. He Throw was some a math in there. Junior at the University <laughs> of Maine this year. Had two solid seasons where people were really like starting to keep an eye on this guy. His freshman year, he had a 272 goals against and a 921 save percentage. Followed that up his sophomore year with a 277 goals against and a 919. I think a lot of people were looking for him to break out this year, and he did exactly that. A 207 goals against and a what? 939 save percentage was absolutely filthy. It earned him Hockey's Player of the Year. Note, not goaltender of the year, but Hockey East player of the year, which is pretty rare for a goaltender to win any kind of like MVP award. So he was he was really freaking good with uh, the Black Bears this year. He could be goalie of the year winning the Mike Richter award. But uh, another thing I'll say before I pass it on to you guys is I've seen him live, which I just talked about. <laughs> um, and he, if you are a Tuca hater out there, he makes the big save, seriously. <laughs> he, I mean, it's the NCAA. It's not the NHL. We we all know that the the uh, it's very different. You know, when a a very promising prospect comes into the NHL, you can get a very different result than what you saw. Whether it's the NCAA or any of the other junior leagues out there, um, but he does make the big saves. I think a very big strong point, based on my memory, like three years ago, and I was at Quinnipiac, and that's a very party school. So I don't know. But I remember him being great post-to-post is a huge thing. Um, 
And he's very unlike Tuca in the way where Tuca is very uh, focused on positioning and being ready for that big save. Uh, whereas Swayman is a little more, I'm not going to say he's like Tim Thomas, who was just freaking, you know, sprawling across the crease. But uh, I think he can definitely, I think people like him more than Tuca, not because he's going to be better than Tuca, but just because. But because Tuca's European. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently no, you, Swayman's from love, Alaska. You're going to love this Alaskan. He is, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, but go. yeah, Chris and BSC, I want to I hear your takes on him. Chris, you want to take this one first? Yeah, uh, I mean, <laughs> I no, maybe. I don't want to. I don't want to discount uh, Dan Vladar though. Uh, like a really good year in Providence, and and I think, like you said, Drew, like Swayman could spend some time in in Providence, yeah. and he's still young. Dan Vladar also still very young, only twenty two years old. Just had, uh, I, I mean. 25 games is not a huge sample size and goalie like goaltending is voodoo so who really knows but uh 1.79 goals against and 936 save percentage in providence this year uh that's pretty solid but we've seen guys have really good seasons in in the ahl and not translate it to the nhl level so i mean i think obviously we can't count on Halak fitting into the whole uh, cap situation, but we don't really know what the cap is going to be. So I don't know. Halak is 35 years old. Tuka's 33. It's like they're not washed. But the thing with goaltending is you never know when that wall hits. Like it, it can hit very suddenly and it becomes very obvious when someone's not still competing at an NHL level. And I mean, for a guy like Jonathan Quick, it, it happened very fast and it was very obvious um and, and it happened pretty young so I, I know that's one of those things where at some point you have to start counting on younger players to kind of step up and not giving them the opportunity is almost as dangerous as relying on somebody who's aging yeah uh, i wrote about it recently where i said that fladar and this was me not discounting swayman because i do consider swayman I'll, I'll go into it as i say it but i said fladar is like the best option for the backup next season um, my only issue would be if you go back and, you know, pass and you see, like, guys like Nicholas Fedberg, who, by the way, plays in the SHL now. Um, really? Oh. Zane McIntyre, formerly Gothberg, guys who were, like, you know, really good in, uh, in Providence and had, a, or at least had one good year in Providence and had a chance to, you know, be a young guy coming as the backup to Rask and, and really showing what they can do. Uh, it almost never worked. Malcolm Subban's another example of a guy who was really good in the, the junior level. Yeah, obviously I, first round pick. Not to cut you off, but real quick, I actually did make a Malcolm Subban joke when Chris was talking, and then my mic was muted. So <laughs> amazing! I feel like I was warned this was going to happen. It happened. You were, you absolutely I, were. But I've please made continue. a couple. I've made a couple of Nick Svedberg references and jokes on this podcast where, like, you see what happens when Tuca doesn't have a solid backup. So, yeah. Also, Chris, like I saw, like nodding in approval as, like, as I mentioned Nicholas Fedberg, so I, I understand why now. But uh, no, I mean it, it's always tough to look to the young guy to go and step in and be the backup, especially because we've seen it not work out in the past. Um, the thing is, is Vladar I see right now, and, and this isn't to discount him. I think you know anyone who's playing at a high level has a chance to be you know more than we think they are, or less. It really depends who it is. But Vladar could be a starter one day. But I see him as the backup to Rask of the future, and I see Swayman as a potential starter of the future. So I think that's why, and, and I mean, like Drew mentioned as well, 
the Bruins have a very you know keen tendency to send players to Providence, let them play, especially goaltenders, and you really share the season. So it'll start off where you'll kind of play, you know, a third to like half the schedule. Then maybe you'll play a little bit more than half. Then eventually you'll get you know maybe you know the majority of the games like we saw Vladar even throughout injury very clearly was like you know the goalie of Providence this season. Uh, he was the guy to go to. My only issue with him having a breakout season, and this is back to Swayman now, is you can look at a guy like Matt O'Connor, uh, Boston University a few seasons ago, very similar trajectory, 286 goals against, 910 state percentage. Next season, they had 289 goals against, 920 state percentage. Next year, he had a breakout year. It was 218 goals against and a 927 save percentage. Very you know highly sought-after uh, goaltender. Otto ended up signing him despite already having like seven goalies that year, including Anderson. Um uh, Hamburg was already there, so that was uh, you know that was already a thing. But O'Connor came in, and, and people thought he could maybe be the goalie of the future there. Well, he's currently playing in Denmark. You know, like these play. Well, maybe not currently. Elite league, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's not in the league. He played in the AHL and the ECHL almost exclusively, mostly the ECHL even, like barely even the AHL. So, like Drew said as well, you can't really look at players' production in college or junior ranks or whatever and say, hey, this is definitely the guy. That being said. You're not looking so much for the results as you are for the the way the guy plays and, and hopefully that, hey, this player plays a certain style that could translate. And I think that Swayman does play that way. I don't want to say reactionary. I think that's kind of what you were going for, Drew, when you are saying like he's not like you know Tuchel where he's always in the spot. But he's very good in a reactionary situation. And uh, this obviously, I'm going to definitely say that Drew and maybe Cam have seen more of Swayman than I have because there's only so much scouting you can do um, across the board. And they're very, you know, specialized in college hockey. But uh, Swayman has the intangibles and just the, the general demeanor and the style of goalie that you like in the NHL. So results aside, I think he definitely has the ability to be maybe the starter of the future. Yeah, the other thing is um, he... A lot of guys you'll see, especially in college, come in obviously having played juniors or overseas somewhere. He was a junior who is still 21 years old. He's a 1998 guy. So... It, especially when you look at goalies who take longer to develop, he's got a lot of time really until he would be expected, I would think, to make an impact, at, especially at the NHL level, but even really to be like a regular strong guy at the AHL. Obviously, you want to see something out of him given how good he's been, but he's only 21 years old. You have obviously a lot of goalies in the NHL going deep into their 30s and still being very effective, so the Bruins have a lot of time with him. All right, so Brandon, I got a question for you. Uh... An interesting analogy, maybe, uh, for just goaltending at large while we're talking about Swayman a little bit, um, kind of dangerous, and how to, how to evaluate goaltenders. Like, you, uh, you, you mentioned uh, Hammond as a guy who, I mean, like, he had his moment in Ottawa and just kind of faded into obscurity after that. Um, I don't know if you want this revealed on the podcast, but I do know that your favorite sport is football. Ooh. Oh, that's true. That was a very hot topic in your... So basically what happened in that podcast was, at the top, they mentioned, well, we know what his favorite sport is, but we're not going to let it go until somewhere in the middle, so you got to stick around the whole way to really find out what his favorite sport is. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, how do you think of about... Or what do you think of this as, as an analogy? Um, goaltending to running backs, <laughs> where you, there is a definite skill component to it and it's arguable how much the skill matters to a certain extent as long as you are 
an elite athlete who knows the position and the infrastructure around you matters a whole lot as well. Um, where, whereas uh, they're kind of the same arguments where like, why are we paying this goaltender so much money when we could be paying somebody who look at this other team who has this goaltender who they're paying this much money, uh, who is doing just as well or better. So yeah. What do you think of that? Yeah. I've, I've, uh, I can't remember who had mentioned it to me. Um, obviously you guys wouldn't know them anyway, but the whole discussion was, uh, you shouldn't pay running backs. And someone mentioned it's the same thing as goaltenders. And I said, yeah, that's actually a really good way of looking at it because in the NFL, uh, you don't pay running backs. That's unfortunate to running backs, obviously, but there are a dime a dozen injuries are a concern. The lifespan's very short. And like Chris said, if you have a good passing game, if you have a good offensive line, all of these things really play a role in whether or not the run game's good. So do you want to have a really high-paid running back and pay lower to the positions, or would you rather have a guy who can maybe be an okay to slightly above-average running back on a good contract versus you know a, a guy who, like I said, is taking up most of your payroll? It's the same thing for goaltending. It's the one position in hockey where you really shouldn't pay a goaltender like $10 million, or especially not like $10.5 million over eight years, with a full no movement clause, <laughs> you definitely shouldn't do that. Uh, and I will say this, Cam. I think you and Joe were both people that I said that it was going to be a bad contract for Price, and you had both told me that I was wrong. And I said, I don't think I don't so, think, but we'll see. I don't want to. I don't want to like jump on here, and I can go back and check. But I actually don't think I was a fan of the Price contract just because of the pure component of the length, like Honestly, term for knows? anyone. But I might have said it was good. I might have said it was <laughs> I bad. Know. I couldn't remember it. <laughs> I think I, 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 if I remember correctly, it was the term obviously like not again not to doubt Carey Price because he is a strong goaltender. And he still could one of the, be good. Yeah. yeah, he's still like a a top half, top third goaltender in the league. But like signing anybody for that term, like I wouldn't be happy if the Bruins signed Tuca at that. With you know even with that age, you know what I mean? Like especially now, but like. You just can't trust somebody for that long, like regardless of who they, unless they're maybe Connor McDavid, like, and obviously sure. that's that's he's not a goaltender, yeah. so it's a totally different story. But he's probably, probably could play goalie at a high yeah. level, probably. And that's the that's the other thing though is that this is a little bit topical because Todd Gurley just got cut by the Rams, uh, and he's just one of like you know like there's there are so many players. Uh, before we say like go into that, I want to say to Cam, you did so basically. Joe said he's. Like it's he's one of the best goal in the league, pretty much. Like you have to pay him because somebody else will. Which I never like that logic. Like I'll let somebody else pay this player, then that's fine with me. But uh, you said he is if he stays healthy, like he'll be worth the contract. I think. Um, Maybe I don't know. You said it'll be fine, <laughs> but if he gets injured in six or seven years, it could get rough. So to your credit, you were basically saying like, yeah, I see it. I mean, you have to pay the guy, but also, hey, it's not like a a great contract because of the concerns. And this is a really good example, too, like you were mentioning, Chris. Uh, Todd Gurley getting cut. Todd Gurley got cut. Zeke Elliott is the top-paid running back in the league. He's making $90 million over the course of his uh, his deal. The second-highest contract would have been Todd Gurley. That's got cut. Mm-hmm. Le'Veon Bell just signed his contract after a lengthy holdout with his last team who wouldn't pay the contract. Uh, Devontae Freeman, $41 million cut. David Johnson, $39 million traded. Yep. Jarek McKinnon, $30 million got restructured because it wasn't a great deal and he was injured two well, years yeah, in a row. Yeah knee surgery so yeah two years in a row got hurt pretty much right lamar miller 26 million dollars he's now a free agent and Dion lewis 19.8 million dollars he got cut like you don't pay mm-hmm. running backs the same way you probably shouldn't pay a goalie because mm-hmm. jordan bennington showed that you don't need a superstar goalie to be 
you know the the best team in the league don't, and then he don't, got kind uh, of don't, medium paid and then wasn't very good don't don't go yeah. there yeah. please I do want to say Brandon, <laughs> Don't thank you because <laughs> <laughs> no BSC real quick. Thank you because I, I know uh, Chris and Drew know, but I don't know if you do. I actually am a Rams fan, oddly enough, you know, being in, from, I do know uh, this. from New York. So I was a little like uneasy today about that, but I hadn't, I'll be honest. I hadn't really considered it in that light and I definitely feel a lot better about it now. So thank you. Although I am kind of pissed. Cause I realized that the Rams jersey I bought last year is a girly jersey. So that's a little unfortunate. Yeah, well, as, as somebody with a Mookie Betts jersey and a Tom Brady jersey. <laughs> yeah, you had to know that. All right. Not really enough. Guys, this is the depressing are... portion of the podcast for Boston sports fans. Could we get off this topic? Yeah. <laughs> those are still, those are still classics, though. I mean, yeah. a Mookie yeah, and so. a Brady jersey, like, you know, oh, that I mean, doesn't I'm, go I'm out of stock. Like, in, they won championships. In five, you know? in five, in five years, that Brady jersey yeah. is yeah, still Yeah, my clutch. Tim Thomas jersey is still really in style. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I think it kind of is. All right, honestly, given I, his I, shit, I, I mean, it still is, but given his shit, eh. But, you know, it's, well, yeah, it's yeah, still I mean, it still holds weight. It still holds value, and it's, you know, jerseys are of value to you, you know? That's true. So you'll still get, like, oh, shit, like, props for that. So My Randy Moss jersey was outdated, and now it's dated. Oh, and now it's fine, right? Yeah. Now it's fine. Like, as soon as the guy retires, you're good to go. Yeah. My um, Gerard Mayo jersey is looking good right now. <laughs> it is. It's looking real good. <laughs> um. All right, we talked about Jeremy Swim, and I want to make sure we talk about Nick Wolf too, because that was the other signing the Bruins made this week. Yes, sir. Anybody want to start us off on that one? Oh, one thing I'll say before we go to Nick Wolf, I think my latest my latest Pats jersey was like Bethel Johnson or something. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Good because choice. he has my last name. <laughs> that was oh, why. that's fair actually. <laughs> I think that's my. Oh, well, maybe Johnson. Welker. Welker was my latest, but then before that was Bethel Johnson. So those An okay kick returner. Those dated one of Tom Brady's longest touchdown passes on. in history came from Bethel Johnson. That's a fun fact for you. Awesome. There you go. Because I love um, the Brady talk is super hip right now. For New I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about I don't want it. I've been asked by so many people, like, "Hey, how you holding up?" And like, some people, most people are going to be like, "Oh, haha, the Patriots lost in the playoffs and stuff," and they're trying to like get under your skin. And people did that with me at work, but now with the Brady thing, people are just like, "Hey, I don't want to like, I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just like trying to get your opinion. What do you think about this?" And I'm like, "I appreciate how you're approaching it. I just I'm not processing it. So let's not talk about it." <laughs> and that's very much my attitude today. So, Nick Wolf. Right, Nick Wolf. Something I'll say about him is, well, first of all, what I think all Bruins fans are talking, well, maybe not all, but all those Bruins fans who are like, we need a tough guy. He's, he's 6'4", 230 pounds. Uh, I think he's 6'5". Maybe 6'5". I'm looking at collegehockeynews.com, which has him at I've six seen four. Six, six, seven in skates. He was born yeah. in the year I was born. So that's cool. He's a couple months older than me. Um, I can't do the math right now, but July to September. Thanks, Cam. Um, but what I will say is, uh, I, I paid you back on that one, Brandon, for like not laughing out loud. He, I appreciate it. He, sorry, Drew. It's it's not okay. So <laughs> he takes a lot of shots on goal. Um, maybe his his points aren't overwhelming, but he takes a sh- fuck of a lot of shots on goal. He had during his sophomore season, he had, he had according to collegehockeynews.com, which is a great, a great website. Yeah, it, check out that website. Any, 
81 shots on goal during his sophomore season, 80 shots on goal during his junior season. And if you consider the fact that, you know, they play usually a max of like 45 games per season, uh, that's at least two shots per, uh, per game. And as a defenseman, that's a, a you know, you're not going to get – he's not this offensive defenseman. He's not a Tory Krug or, yeah, he's not Kale or McAvoy here. or anything like that. Who actually doesn't shoot on goal that but much. But you're going to see some hard slappers on net, uh, which felt like a weird sentence to say. And uh, <laughs> another thing, uh, before I move it on to the actual people who are, you know, can give you a good analysis. That's uh, not me. Yeah, it's more. It's mostly BSC. Uh, Cam has some good analysis here and there, but uh, his his pl- plus minus, which we we've talked about being you know like an okay stat, it doesn't you know necessarily mean great player unless it's very high or very low, meaning he would be an awful player um, over a large large sample size. Exactly, but for his career in college, he's a plus fifty nine. He has been in the plus each season, and uh, actually. Wow, we're going to have to cut that because I was reading his penalty minutes instead of shots. <laughs> which we, we won't cut at all. He has zero shots on goal. <laughs> which doesn't make sense. I, oh, no, that's no, shorthanded no, no, that's goals. Wrong. That's shorthanded he's got, goals. He's got 14 shots. goals. Okay, no, no, you're right. Shots is yeah. 75 during his sophomore and 81 during his, sen- uh, his junior. I will correct that. I'm sorry. His penalty minutes are 81 during his sophomore and 80 during his junior. So he has about we as many talked about penalty minutes. He has as many He has as many penalty minutes as shots basically. Um but is it uh, for it's not for fighting cuz he's in college so that means no, exactly. he's just getting skated just, around and tripping guys. Or roughing minors. Dude, roughing happens a lot because college hockey players can't you illegally can't fight, but you're still getting into scrums and actually throwing punches, you know, locker boxing with your fucking gloves and shit. You're still seeing a lot of that and they'll a lot of the time they'll just toss both players into the into the box for roughing after something like that. So um yeah. Although I got the stats wrong at first, his shots basically are equal to his penalty minutes, which I think about 50% of Bruins fans will love because they're just like enforcer, 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 enforcer. Um, yeah, so I corrected my stats. We'll keep that in. I'll look like an idiot, but I usually do on this podcast. No, you just tried to segue your way to the shots. It was actually really smart. Yeah, it was, it it was it perfect. Worked. You know, I made Everyone, that like, mistake on purpose. For Drew, like, was um, you know, he's not a big point producer. He's, like I said, he's not your offensive defenseman by any means, but he's a big guy who can play physically and actually does take a lot of shots. So it'd be, it'd be cool to see uh, a hard slapper uh, go in and uh, you know take he, a hard slapper to the net. I think he could. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the Bruins have. I know I'm rambling, but the Bruins have so much depth at D right now, so we don't really know what's going to happen here. I, personally, I've talked about. I think we all have talked about their depth at D in terms of prospects. You know, you got guys like Zaboral, Lazon, you know, all that. Uh, Vakaninen. Uh, you have so much depth there, so we don't really know if we'll see him uh, at least fully. You know, like a like an actual role. But uh, you know, he has some promise on that defensive side. I think is his his main attribute. How many more years does John Moore have? Uh, like seventeen. Three. I think it's three. I yeah, think it's 17. I, mean, I don't know. It feels very long. <laughs> that was a fun contract. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll never understand signing depth players to long-term deals Mm-mm. because they're so inherently replaceable. And you get yeah. stuck with this weird, 
like log jam at the bottom where it's like, all right, it's always good to have depth, but like, I mean, you could have signed a guy exactly like John Moore at any point for about the same money. Oh, that's not true. There's only one John Moore. <laughs> There's times when people tweet like, "Why was John Moore out there during?" And I don't care what this, what the end of the sentence is. Why was John Moore out there? Is all I need to hear to say yes. <laughs> oh man, nothing against the guy. The guy's probably a really good dude, but oh man, I don't. Yeah. I never want to see him on the ice. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> one thing I do want to jump in quick with another stat um, before we toss it over to you guys because Drew and I have been hogging the shit out of this. Um, Obviously, like Drew said, he's more of your stay-at-home defenseman. He's not going to be an offensive guy. But he still had pretty much a point every three games in college, which, again, doesn't necessarily translate over the NHL or anything like that. But more or less, and this is over the course of his entire college career, a point every three games for a guy who is more or less a stay-at-home grinder defenseman is not terrible. It's not anything to write home about, but like he has some offensive production. I think ideally he pans out into kind of a Kevin Miller type player with a little bit more size. Yeah, I that's fair. I don't know. Uh, I don't know anything about this guy, so I can't talk intelligently on him. But we usually um, don't talk intelligently. Yeah, that's on true. Anything, so so. this will be very on brand for both me and the podcast. But uh, just the way you describe him as a guy who did not really score at all in in college. Um, I mean, he's got 14 career goals in 156 games. Sure, which uh, I, it goes along <laughs> with your point there. So, I'm just support. I'm very, I'm very much a fan of you, Chris. I'm just supporting you. Thank you, Drew. I'm a fan of yours. You're welcome. As well. But I'm a better fan than Drew. That's uh, <laughs> Brandon, Brandon, the biggest fan of everybody. So BSC is um, replacing but, but, me, but the biggest fan of myself. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I just think guys like that uh, are a dime a dozen. Um, I mean, if he can develop a game like Kevin Miller did, um, where he was kind of one of those Adam McQuaid types where it was like he's 100% stay at home. He's just anchoring that side where... He's paired with somebody who's going to do most of the puck moving, uh, most of the skating up the up the ice. Um, Kevin Miller developed a game where he could also skate the puck up the ice, somehow became a faster skater, more elusive player, uh, evolved with the game, where you saw a guy like Adam McQuaid just kind of fall by the wayside, and Kevin Miller became a useful player, um, the kind of guy where you would protect him versus Colin Miller in an expansion draft. And I mean, if I I don't know anything about Nick Wolf, if he's like a fast skater or like an elusive skater and just hasn't, hasn't really used that part of his game in college, I guess. Sure. Whatever. But if those, those guys are always useful in, in the NHL, but when you can find other players like that, who've already done it in the league, it's, it's not somebody I would get excited about. Yeah, from what I've heard, it, skating is the thing that a lot of people would like to see improve with him. So I don't think, again, from what I've seen, which I'm not going to act like I'm the most knowledgeable about this guy, but like from everything that I've seen, it's like he's got size, he can beat the pulp out of people, but he needs to improve his skating. So I don't think there's any hidden gems there that he just hasn't you know, like really made use of. I've been um, wrong before, I could be wrong again, but... That's from everything that I've read. 
the the way I see this is it's very much uh, a Wiley Sherman situation. I think that Sherman in general was a uh, it, it, it is now and obviously at the time I'm saying uh, during his Harvard career um, was a smarter player in general, just very aware of where he had to be on the ice. Not the smartest uh, uh, as far as like you know, academic, but, like, the smartest as far as ice sense and being able to know, hey, I'm not the fastest guy and I'm not going to be able to beat a guy if he if I'm out of position or caught flat-footed, but very smart as far as saying, hey, if I stand here, he's going to have a hard time getting around me, and it's also really nice to say a guy is 6'5 or 6'7 you know, like Sherman, 6'5 um, obviously being Wolf, if they're that big, they've got that 230-pound frame, it's hard to get around them in general. If they're in the right spot, their stick doesn't have to be as good, their skates don't have to be as good, because the positioning kind of takes away half the battle for them. Uh, I don't want to compare the two players directly because, again, I don't know enough about Wolf. I haven't watched, you know, 50 games of his to say, hey, this is what this guy is. Brandon, why don't you um, just jump ahead and just compare them both to Chara and <laughs> get it over with? <laughs> well, no, they're both Brandon Carlo. They're bo- <laughs> uh, Brandano yeah, I mean, Charlo. Bo- there you go. Yeah, no, I mean, you got another big body defenseman. Chris kind of, like, hit the point where this isn't the guy you get excited about and say, oh, this is the next coming, you know. This guy's two years away from being two years away. Like, no, this guy is just another guy. you got a body in Providence, potentially. Um, could he be an NHL player one day? Absolutely. Like I said, once you get to this level, you're good enough or you've shown enough to potentially say, hey, this person could be in a lineup one day and help. Whether it's in a sixth-man role, whether it's, you know, seventh, eighth, whether it's top four, I don't care. These guys are shown enough to at least tell a team in the scouting department, hey, this person has the ability to maybe impact us and at least help us, uh, you know, evaluate our, our internal uh, prospects and say, hey, this guy's pushing that guy for a spot. Like you guys mentioned in the past, there's Lausanne, there's Zaboro, there's Vakin 9, and that's not even including the young guys who are already there, like Carlo and McAvoy and Grizzlick. And there's just so many defenders in that system. And eventually they're going to have to clear house and kind of move on from some of them, whether it's in trades, whether it's just, you know, guys moving on because we've seen that in the past. Um,. A guy like Wolf just comes and helps, and Sherman as well. They help replenish that def- uh, defensive depth, and hopefully you never have a, a player who you're not really sold on as a prospect. This guy isn't someone they drafted. This guy is just a free asset who they said, hey, you've been in our development camp two years in a row now. We like what we saw from you. You had a good you know, college career. Uh, again, nothing flashy, but it was just very sound. I think specifically what his coaches had said was they want him to work on his stick and his skating. So basically... Be more active. Make sure your stick is you know positioned properly. Make sure your skating is smoother. Or, uh, you, like I mean, Cam mentioned it. His skating isn't like he's not super fast. He's not super agile. But if he can just make it to a, the point where it's acceptable at the NHL level, I think there's definitely still a place for a guy like this, a stay-at-home defender. Even though we're kind of seeing those guys faced out more and more. Yeah, just to jump in a little bit. Wouldn't it be nice if all six seven defensemen in the on the providence bruins were nhl ready like they actually might be yeah and, <laughs> that's the, no that's, and that's the crazy thing no and and that's really cool is that there is that insane defensive depth but at, at a certain point if everybody on the providence bruins they're all nhl ready their contracts run out and they eventually have to move on somewhere else someone else is going to yeah. sign them so it is really cool having this defensive depth that I, we as Bruins fans have seen this in the very recent past where you get a couple of injuries and suddenly it's an emergency and you need guys like Nick Holden to step up in the playoffs. Um, but I, it's a luxury that you can't maintain for a long period of time. So 
I mean, yeah, keep bringing guys like this in. That that's more to say that that Nick Wolf is a valuable type of player to put in your system, so that when guys like uh, Lausanne, Clifton, kind of somebody's going to have to move on eventually because they're both able to play on a third pairing in the NHL at some point. Uh, you might lose one of those guys in an expansion draft. Um, so replenishing the system with guys who can actually play at an NHL level at some point is, is good. And the Bruins play a very, like, change of pace. Let's not kind of, like, they can play fast, but I think for the most part the Bruins play a slower style of game, or at least, like I said, it's the very David Krejci style of, like, hey, we're going to change the pace, we're going to slow it down, take it to our pace, and you're going to play the way we want to play it. And I think Nick Wolf very much fits that mindset of we don't have to play fast to be effective. We got to the point where we compared... Nick Wolf to David Krejci, <laughs> <laughs> and it's time to move on. But no, I, I, I definitely. I, well, to kind of smoothly, to kind of smoothly transition, I find it interesting that Jacobs is willing to pay Wolf, but not the TD Garden workers. Ooh. Ooh. We got to give him the the shout out for that transition because you guys gave me a shout out for mine, even though mine was better. Because I'm. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> that's still yeah. No, I'm the. That's a really. Good I'm the one having technical difficulties and rambling and you know all that. So, I, I've had technical difficulties, but I haven't mentioned it because I'm just better. No, uh, I mean no. You guys have been. Uh, well, been I think just, just good support. I cast. think a big thing is we need to have BSC on like at least every other week because he's actually giving insight, <laughs> and me, Chris, and Cam are just kind of like, oh yeah, you know this guy seems good. I don't know anything like, about this guy, oh, but let me speak he, about him. He's, he's big. <laughs> He has uh, he has this many shots on goals. No, no, that's penalty minutes. Oh wait, no, he doesn't have the what? Uh, to be fair, no, college ho- to defend myself, college hockey news has sh- uh, shorthanded goals, penalty minutes, and shots right lined up. So it was a little difficult for me there. Uh, yeah, know, I mean that was fine. Deep. That's a, that's an easy mistake. S- and Chris, I mean. Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say... No, 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 Brandon was about to talk about me. I was just about to say, (laughs) SHG, I read his shots on goal after I thought shot... You know, I just got super confused. So, anyway, go ahead, BSC, because you have better points than anyone on this podcast. Well, well, no, that's what I was going to say. Yes, of course. But also... (laughs) (laughs) uh, (laughs) No, Chris, I mean, without knowing the players, still brought up a lot of salient points to where it it made sense of what he was saying and the context made sense. So even if you don't are, like, fully comfortable with, like, saying, hey, I watched this player. And again, I haven't watched Nick Wolf, like I said, for more than maybe three games in his career. I'm never looking at Nick Wolf specifically, except for, you know, the odd time when I'm watching a game because, like, you know, whoever else may be on that team that I'm looking for and I say oh hey this guy was in the Bruins development camp for a little while but uh, in general being able to just um, talk about how like context and how things work at the NHL level I think Chris nailed it and I think you guys have all nailed stuff like that too so (laughs) there you go you don't need actual insight sometimes like actual insight quote unquote to be insightful I think you can still compare things to a point where the regular fan uh, can see things because we're all just a regular fan you know um so you can always have an opinion on something and say something knowledgeable or, or pertaining to the uh, the subject without maybe knowing all the details and knowing as much as you'd like to know. Yeah, not to talk down to our listeners and me, I guess, because I had never heard of Nick Wolf until today. Uh, I'm sure most people haven't. That's what I'm saying. I, I would guarantee that probably 90 to 95% of our listeners had not heard of Nick Wolf until today. 
Um, I guess not guaranteed because I don't I don't want to put my life on the line for this. Guaranteed. You also, heard this, this is being released the day after we're recording. So actually, the past two days, one day, whatever. Go ahead, Chris. Sorry, that was a <laughs> stupid interjection. I am. I am, just, I am just giving our listeners the benefit of the doubt because you are all the wisest Bruins fans out there, and we all love right, so you. Jeremy Jacobs, uh, Delaware North. Uh, we uh, we got some issues here. He's a dickhead. Um, I, I think uh, he's I don't a know scumbag. If all, of, all of you also follow the same people I follow on Twitter, but I assume we all run in the same circles. But I like I vaguely know people who do work at TD Garden, and so I do get some insight on this and how much it sucks. Where I know you keep seeing how every NHL team has pledged to pay their their workers during this work stoppage and uh the Bruins continue to be the last team to try and figure stuff out and it's that kind of seems fucking stupid where like how much money could that possibly cost like I'm sure it's a significant amount of money but in significant in, in relation always, um, to yeah, how much that's exactly yeah. yeah significant to us but as someone who owns an NHL team Someone who's the 481st richest person on the planet. Who Wait, is that an actual were... fact? Yeah. Oh, jeez. See, you do. I mean, your... You could have you said that, and I would have believed you because yeah. you are the best. Well, I mean, you should believe me. It's <laughs> You're true. Incredible. <laughs> and and actually, do research, unlike all of us who are just like, all right, let's pull up Nick Wolf stats real quick. And... <laughs> I do research on way too many sports things because, again, if I'm not w- working in sports, working in sports, talking about sports, watching sports, I'm also looking up sports because, <laughs> guys, it's a problem. I don't drink or anything or do drugs or anything, but like sports are a real problem. Brandon, you <laughs> so say big... problem. We say, oh, believe me, we say personality trait, and no, 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 it's it could be a personality trait when it gets to the point that I'm at, it's a problem, <laughs> it's definitely a problem. But, uh, no, I mean, at this point, even if they decide to give a million dollars, um, like you know, it's pretty much par for the course with what owners and teams have been doing, um, at this point, it seems like it's more of a oh, hey, we you know, we followed the trend and we gave in to what, uh, we gave into the public backlash that we were receiving. Yeah. If you would have just given the money in the first place, which again, you give a bad NHL player a million dollars and say, you gave John Moore 2.75 over five years. <laughs> like you could, <laughs> you could give a bad player a million dollar contract. How much did Wolf just sign? Like you just mentioned for Bryce signed an entry level deal. I that costs almost a million dollars per yeah. season. Yeah. That's almost a million dollars per Plus season. Plus bonuses. Yeah. Sure. So you're talking about that money being given to a player that we said, Eh, dime a dozen might never play. Just there to replenish depth. These guys that are working in the TD Garden are your, you know, they're your bread and butter. Drew, when we went to see the Bruins game in the, uh, pre-season. In the preseason, preseason, yep, that was a good, that was a good time. It was a good time. I'll we gotta get to that story in a second because I have something ready to go for that. Oh man, I'm scared because I was a <laughs> little bit drunk at the end of that game. So I'm, I'm a little. That doesn't sound like you. Oh, not at all. No, I don't drink at all. No, it's more reflection on me than anything. Don't worry. But uh, in general, I mean, the people that work in the TD Garden, those are the ones that are making sure that the day-to-day stuff goes by smoothly. They're the ones that make sure that like everything... Without them, you can't have a game. And I'm not saying like these players are... A, a player isn't as you know dispensable as like a random guy serving a burger at the TD Garden. You know, I'm not saying that. But again, or a person like who, like, you know, I don't know... 
make sure the ice is good. Yeah, not to cut you off, but I think that's a little reductive because when you think of people who work at TD Garden, everyone's thinking concessions and stuff, but there are a lot of people who work there doing a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. Well, that's the thing. It's not. It's not even like the the concession stuff. I'm talking about the people. Like again, yeah, I, I started with that, but I I met more of the people that are just behind the scenes, making sure the garden itself is good. You're the best, so I shouldn't are... have cut you off because you were gonna get there. Todd, Todd, I, well, yeah, I mean, if there you go, exactly. That's a really good example. Of Great the guy dude. who's you know oh, doing awesome. it all. Sings really um, well. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, BSC. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good. We've cut you off seventy-eight times. So it's good. More it's times justifiable to cut me. And off I've cut you off seventy-six times now. Seventy-six more times. Um, <laughs> so we, got, we need a fact checker to go back and count. So if any of you, if any times. of you in social distancing have the time, go back and count how many yeah, what times else are you we doing. Listen to this podcast and and count, count and then recount just to make sure. And then cut yourself off while you're counting, and then you can add that to your count or not. That's really a whole. That doesn't matter anyway. Um, no, like if you're not paying these people, what are you doing? <laughs> that wasn't meant to be that funny. That I was understand. Supposed to be funny you're... for me. <laughs> That's what I do every day when I was at work. I'd make a joke and I hear someone laughing, and I'm like, "What are you laughing at?" It's like, "Oh, well, what you said was funny." And I'm like, "That wasn't for you. That was just for me." <laughs> It's just collateral damage if you laugh. All my jokes are just for me. Anyone that laughs at my joke is just my my, joke, my jokes. My jokes are for me and my dad because we have the same sense of humor. And no one else does. So go ahead. You had something insightful to say, and we're just fucking blabbering. So or me, I'm yeah, blabbering. I, I pretty much said it. Yeah, speak for Cam yourself. Cam has a sort of word. Cam just lumped into it with the with the rest of us. Cam's always on mute. So. I am not at this point. Oh. I've just been listening intently, which is rare, but no. <laughs> it would have been really this funny if he actually was on mute. Cam has ever gone without talking on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Subtracting no, the time that Cam had his his microphone on mute for 20 minutes. Yeah, that doesn't count. He was talking. It just yeah, I was enough. trying to at that point. At this point, I've actually been listening and not trying to cut people off. Listening to the only insightful <laughs> analysis we've ever had on this podcast. <laughs> Even though I've got no, I've got nothing really to add to this, I mean, I, I pretty much said the the gist of it. <laughs> uh, the uh, the Bruins should, and I mean Jeremy Jacobs and the Jacobs family specifically should be paying the TD Garden employees because without them, the Bruins and the Celtics and everybody else involved in in you know what goes on with events and stuff that doesn't take place and make you more money. If you don't take care yeah, of yeah, that's another thing you have to consider. Is the Celtics also play there? So I haven't heard. I like I've said. I they gave him I million. barely recognize the name Blake Griffin. So I don't fucking know basketball at all. But what are the Celtics doing? You know, it, it's they gave a million dollars. Okay, so then what the fuck is Jacobs doing? Like I don't know. know. I called him a, it a, a dickhead sense. and a scumbag, and I'll hold my shit in case you know I become this big time hockey journalist, which would be fantastic but i don't know since we started can't wait till he watched episode seven of this podcast since we started this <laughs> podcast just... that's becoming less and less likely by the week <laughs> um yeah no like it look like if you're if you have a lot of money and you have all of these employees that can't work now because you can't have in massachusetts you can't or i guess nationwide they suggested but you can't have gatherings uh, above 10 people then what like why aren't you paying the staff that usually works at somewhere that has 
over you know eighteen thousand now. You you know I know seventeen thousand three hundred sixty-five or whatever the fuck it was. Now eighteen plus guests eighteen thousand. It was five sixty-five. Okay, sorry, my bad. I wrote a poem about it in sophomore year of high school where I said the number. Anyway, um, they're like, how aren't you? contributing financially if you have that amount of money if you're the 400 and whatever what did you say 81st 41 i believe is the yeah, number, yeah. Like how wait to, to remember that Drew. how aren't you <laughs> i know right the first thing i remember i usually don't listen while you're talking uh especially chris <laughs> I, I remember what cam okay. says i always go <laughs> off of cam's points and then yeah. somebody, i think Appreciate chris said this i don't know um, it's just people making salient points that you just tune out. Like, I'm just like, <laughs> oh, there's a lot of numbers here. Oh, God. Um, oh, no. He's talking about things that oh, make sense. It took me three times to pass college math as a journalism major, <laughs> uh, it, which is a true fact. And uh, You had to take math in college? Yeah. They, I know, they, so so what they made math. me take was this... I'm cutting off the Bruins point, but it was like all like word problems that was like math related somehow. Is that like the SAT? Like logic? Like, <laughs> no, no, we don't no, have no, the no. SAT here. It but was like... like word problems, but it was a math class, and it's like, what the fuck is this? But anyway, yeah, if you have that amount of money and you're not willing, because it's not like he's not able to pay these people. It's that he's not willing, which is a yeah. which is a moral thing beyond you know. If he's able, he should. But he can still live comfortably doing that. He would be paying that anyway if the NHL season was to go on. So, like, why the fuck not? It, it just, he just I looks mean, like, it, and I'm surprised that with all of this coming out, that he's not even pressured by the media to do so. Like, how much of an asshole is he? And like I said, this is probably ruining any hopes and dreams I have. Hey, man, you're talking about a Hall of Famer here. That's the best yeah. part of this. The guy's yeah. literally the Hall of Fame because as of being a builder. Of guy who grew the sport. He's, yeah, he's a Hall he, of Famer. He, as a he and Willie O'Ree are both Hall of Famers as builders. <laughs> oh. I, th- I think in back-to-back years, and unbelievable. It took it took Willie O'Ree probably like decades after he should have been in the Hall of Fame, <laughs> and Jeremy Jacobs. Hall of Fame because he's friends with the fucking commissioner. So, yeah, yeah, but before, before I, that's a whole nother issue, which maybe will go on in uh, onto in this seven hour podcast that it might be or by now. Um, hey, we're at like just like, hour and thirty five something. Yeah, probably that's the usual length. Uh, but like, how how don't you if you are able to? How the fuck don't you? And especially with as one of you said, because I don't listen to who's saying what. Um, it like if all these other owners are doing it, how how aren't you? Like that's just it's a moral thing. If you if you can feasibly do that, then it's a moral issue within this person, and that's it's I don't know, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I I agree with that. Yeah, um, strong agree. Do you, do, you want, do you want me to go into my story about the garden? I would I love to. That's a good wrap up. Oh, yeah. is it about you being oh, yeah. late? Because I'd love that. Well, story. here's the thing. So anyone that's been to Boston knows knows how like ridiculous traffic in Boston is, and just the way everything works in Boston. And as soon as I finally got there to Drew, I said, "Give me a second. I need to prove a point to you." And I texted a friend and I said, "Am I more likely to get somewhere an hour early or one minute late?" And he texted me back, "You're more likely to get there two hours early than one minute late." (laughs) And I was like, "There you go. I'm vindicated. That's all. I'm sorry, but this is it. Like this is my proof." Cam. 
when I met with you, wasn't I like pretty much like exactly on time, if not early? I yeah, I think you were early. I'm pretty sure we showed up and you were there. Granted, I didn't know where the fuck to go because it's Montreal and I've been there once before that. Or technically, I twice, think I gave you guys yeah. a pretty good like uh, little tour of the downtown area. Yeah, we got the tour Thanks. of the four. I give you a whole shout out. I like just like gushed about you a couple episodes ago with our whole As trip to should. the forum and the uh, the aforementioned poutine and all that. Yeah, it was great. It was a great time. <laughs> I plan on doing it again soon. Yeah, once the I mean, borders you, uh, open again. If you come back when they, you know, when you're allowed to. I'll, uh, we'll do it again. Exactly. Drew, exactly. Chris, you're also invited. I would love to. Alive. I've I've actually always wanted to go to Montreal, so I have we'll, we'll I haven't been to Canada, which is amazing. I also yeah, I've come been to here. other countries, and Canada's like one of my favorites, not just because of hockey, but just in general. I've wanted to go, and I haven't been. It's a I've lived within but... five hours of Canada and within 15 minutes of Mexico, and I've never been to either, so... Working on getting huh. to both. Uh, I'm gonna. Yeah, I mean, if if all of this is resolved uh, by September, I'm gonna be in Vancouver uh, in September. Okay, but, that's cool. That's an e- that's, that's an easy Montreal, drive for cool. BSC, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Casual. Canada's I've been all, to like, BC. Right the yeah, from each other. It's, <laughs> it's like New England, you know. <laughs> yeah, I've been to BC once in my life, and to get there, it was um, three flights there and then two flights back. That was fun. It's far. He, like, it's he's not... talking about stairs, by the way. It was only three flights of stairs. <laughs> there. That's all it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I should. I should have clarified. It was three flights of stairs. That, that three flights. They were. They were brutal. Canada's Man. on a steep incline. If you've never been, it's very, it's very tightly compact, but it's very <laughs> steep. Yeah, it's just because just of the Rocky Mountains there, the Canadian Rockies. Yeah, if you've, yeah, it's very if you've ever been to that's the... 85% of the land is just Rocky Mountains. <laughs> if you've ever been to the Great Wall of China, it's all, it's like the entire country's just like that. <laughs> Excellent. What were you saying right. about us, us yeah, meeting in the preseason? Well, that was it. Me just like vindicating me being late. Yo, yeah, you me calling attention to you it. You were an hour it. late. I was literally waiting outside the garden for an hour, and every every ten minutes, I be I get a text like, "Oh, I'm a couple minutes away." Like there's, traffic. I was a couple minutes away. Boston's insane. And you, but you <laughs> kept you fault, kept dude. saying you were close, and I was just I swear like, to God, I was close. I was playing games on my close. phone. I was like FaceTiming my ex or whatever. Like I was just like trying <laughs> to pass the time. Wait, 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 was she your ex I, at the time or no? Because that's the question no, that needs to be answered I, right now. What? What's the? Was she your? Like, were you FaceTiming your ex at the time or was she your girlfriend at the time? She was my girlfriend at the time. Okay, my ex. That Sorry, that's not quite as fun. You know how you're always FaceTiming your exes when you're bored. You, know, eh, you don't. Fine. You don't know my life. Maybe I do that. <laughs> to be fair, Drew left early that day, so uh, yeah, because I, I had I had to catch a train. Yeah. Yep. Hey, good, was nice good guy. Game and I was... Good guy. BSC buying beers while he's no, 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 no. Drew was nice enough to be like, "Hey, free of charge, just gotta like sit with me." And I was like, "Hey, I'm buying you a beer regardless. Like that's a really cool gesture of you." Okay. So, yeah, real well, real. You know, gotcha. to give me credit, the tickets weren't costing me anything. My dad and my uncle have season tickets, and they don't go to preseason games. So I was like, "Hey, my friend's gonna be in town." How about you give me the ticket? So it didn't cost me anything. So then he, then he canceled and I showed up. I'll, I'll, I'll Venmo you <laughs> that money for the beer because it didn't cost me shit. But no, no, I don't I, want the money for the beer. I thought it was. I, I wasn't so going to Venmo I'm you. I'm kidding. I don't have any money on Venmo. I was going to Venmo you. 
We also don't have Venmo in Canada. Oh, so like, great. Uh, Sick. All right. That's an excuse to Canada, not pay you. third world country out there. But yeah, you know, I, much, I was yeah. listening to music. I was like on Spotify finding new songs to listen to. Like it was bad. <laughs> <laughs> All I did was help you like uh, broaden your horizons and like make sure you're more cultured as a person. <laughs> and really like I got to keep you waiting, right? Like Beyonce doesn't show up. Like on time. <laughs> do you just show up late to a funeral? Do you understand <laughs> oh, no. how many families I saw take a picture by the Bobby Orr statue? And we didn't even take a single. No, one. we didn't at all. No, and remember, actually, to pay you back for this, I was having trouble transferring the ticket to you. For like a good <laughs> five go. minutes there, I was. Having we were, well, a panic no, it wasn't even that. You couldn't find your ticket. I had my ticket, and I was like, what do I do? Do I just give him my ticket and leave? Like, no. what do I do? And, like, when I say panic attack, I mean literally, because I've had those, and I do have those. Like, I was having a panic attack. Like, oh, shit. I was, like, rubbing was, his back. Oh. I'm like, you got this, man. It's all good. Don't worry about it. We're good. <laughs> I was like, fuck. And then it went through, and I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to have a beer. I'm going to be great. <laughs> they sell tall can coronas at the garden and i'm gluten-free so that's perfect thank you the, we had a we had a good the per- time, okay so the person at the beer stand in the garden asked where my dad was that's amazing. which is uh, either a good indication or a bad indication of how much we fucking drink at bruins games <laughs> she's like oh where's your oh, I dad i was alone. like he's not here today but i'll i'll text him and i texted him right away <laughs> that's awesome uh, in the the uh, QMJHL, the team used to play like really close to my house, uh, the Montreal Juniors, and uh, I remember I used to like sit in a specific seat, and like I, whether or not I paid for those tickets or not, like you know everyone just moves around. It wasn't like it was a full house, so you just move around. Yeah. And at one point, someone was sitting in those seats, and I was like just walking by, like going towards the seat, and he saw me, and I'm pretty sure this guy had paid for the tickets, and he's like, oh hey, because he like recognized that like oh this guy usually sits in these seats, so he moved. Like, I'm pretty wow. sure he had these tickets and moved. I'm like, all right, that like, would, that's that cool. That would not happen in America. I don't think Montreal's a very polite place. I would say Montreal's... Well, Cam, you were... Like, what did you it's, think it's about It's different towards Americans, right, Cam? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Because, like, so we would get in, like, an Uber, and they would be like... They'd speak to us in French, and then we'd be like, ah, uh, you know, English. And they'd be like, ah, you fucking Americans. All right, here we go. And so, like... <laughs> yeah, like, just Americans so, with French. Well, here's, like, <laughs> here's the thing. So, like, we were in there in the uber and we were like hey we're like going out to the bars tonight we want to go to this street and our uber driver was like oh no 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 you guys don't want to go there you want to go here that's like the french <laughs> part of town you won't be able to talk to anybody you want to go here and we were like all right is is she being nice to us or is she trying to rip us for more money because that's a further drive and i think she was just being nice because we ended up having a really good time <laughs> i like we how were. in the end he's like but actually it was actually a really nice person so like Maybe. yeah they're nice so, like, i think so but at we the time were... we were like all right are they just like is it actually for, like i don't fucking know who knows is it actually the french area or are we just like being it's ripped all the money <laughs> exactly the, the answer. but it ended um, up working out so no hard feelings toward that specific uber driver in case you were listening and you obviously don't remember this but you're not take listening lift. either because you're in Montreal take lift. there you go the there's, Uber drivers in five Canada people are awful there. take lift <laughs> I've uh, I've never I've taken two Ubers in my life once was in Boston which sucked um, also bad idea I was with someone and we ended up taking an Uber from Fenway mm. to her place in Somers- uh, Somerville Ayo. I don't know where it was Somerville and then we from and then from there we ended up like driving back to my hotel and she dropped me off which was nice um, and then in Montreal, another situation where it was car to car from like downtown, like the like subway metro, whatever you guys want to call it, it's metro the here. The T 
if you're in Boston. I would call it the T, but I feel like... Actually, you know what? It is a Brewers podcast. The, the T. The take, orange line. I sh- to go, to uh, the, the green line. Oh, yeah. It yeah, was the green, green line, line so and orange it, line. It, it transfers. Yeah. Shouts to Kenmore well, Station. It's weird because it was the orange to the green line of this situation, too. Shouts to the um, Alewife parking lot. Love that place. <laughs> Kenmore going to Fenway? Yeah. All right. Go ahead, because I have a parking lot place, but go ahead. Um, yeah, no, they, uh, what are they even saying? Oh, yeah, my two Uber stories. Uh, but, yeah, Cam, uh, we were in the restaurant, and uh, I remember, like, I walked through, and he's, I was like, yeah, like, four or five or whatever it was. He's like, cool. And then as soon as I got, like, past him, it was Cam and his friends. Like, there's three, uh, four of you, right? No, it was three of us. There was six of them. There was four <laughs> well, of you. You're it seeing was me double. and two others and you, so if you include yourself, there was four, but it was it was me and two others. No, that's impossible. Cam's, I, Cam's I, friends they were, they are were Adam so and Chris. They were here. Such a week big ago, personalities. I'm almost sure you're incorrect about this, and I would look <laughs> They're double. Maybe the, there was like a Nick random and and a Chris? like Montreal straggler who was with us, but like, <laughs> wasn't it like a, a Nick and Adam and a Chris or something? Oh, no, that's right. me. No, Nick was there. You're right. Never mind. Fuck me. You oh know my god, friend. I know your friends better than you. <laughs> do. you see that <laughs> means that means it was a great trip for Cam. If he doesn't remember people, <laughs> and I remember being the there. names. I told no, you, right. you actually I remember, remember the names. I, I, I have to apologize to Nick Serafino, my boy. You've been. But I think we follow each other on Twitter. <laughs> probably. So <laughs> my problem was that the the other two came down to visit me last weekend, and Nick wasn't there so i was getting con- I, like yeah you know, if nick's never I been don't know anywhere. why i was so adamant like no one else cares about this point but i was like no no cam you're wrong no, you're right you're right you're right and i might edit this out always, to make myself sound right. smarter no I'm kidding. <laughs> uh but yeah no uh he stopped like the four of them and was like you guys are from america and they're like yeah and i was like wait how does he know this how did he realize like you guys were all from the states? <laughs> it was really weird. They didn't say a word. Yeah, I walked in. I was like, "Hey, how's it going?" Then I walked through. And then he stopped them. It's like, "Are you guys American?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was really weird. It's the hair branded. And they didn't bring yeah. us. By the way, this is three times I've gone there, and three times where they don't bring the bill for like an hour after. It wasn't yeah, just. It was, it was. It was a long time. Well, I had no problem. I was just soaking in like even the post poutine. It was just like. Again, my life Cam was all was downhill like from there. It, man. My life is all Cam been downhill like, this from there. This is incredible. Yeah, exactly. So, it's like, I was just that was the peak of my existence right there. So it's it's I was fine. Word, Meeting word. me and then the <laughs> exactly. <laughs> One last thing I'll say before I think we might need to wrap up because I think this is getting long. I don't know. I have no track of yeah. time. Hey, whoa, wait, whoa, 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 wait, whoa. Oh, Chris has something to say, but I'll say about parking. no. I don't have anything to say. It was just more like, <laughs> hey, like, why don't we just keep doing this? Oh, we can, <laughs> uh, but. One last thing I'll say about parking is if you're going to go to a Bruins game, park at this lot. It's right by Canal Street. It's right by, I think it's Hurricane O'Reilly's is the bar in Boston. I guess you guys might not not know as best as me. Uh, it's kind of near the fours. I I don't know how to describe it. I wish I knew sure the street heard of the bar. I've never been. I there. wish I knew the street, but it's right by o- Hurricane O'Reilly's, I believe. If uh, only we had the, the guy. The up. guy there, we called <laughs> T. It's fucking awesome. He's a great guy. Um, it's a good place to park. It still it still has a sign. Just tell him you know you, Drew, and he'll be like, oh, and he'll it's give free. you a discount. No, he'll give you a discount. No, he won't know me by name. Uh, but he knows my dad and uncle by name because they park there all the time. But he still has a sign that says, uh, "You like basically you have to leave one hour after Fleet Center events." Oh my god, <laughs> that's how awesome the old that place is. He still has that sign. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> 
Uh, but yeah, right that's on. my uh, Chris. You have something super insightful to say because you you cut me off before I said we gotta <laughs> close on this. No, it was. It was it was literally more about cutting you off than it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was entirely about well, cutting well, you Chris, off. Well, Chris, before we go off, we, you have to sing. Yeah, that's true. I have to, is that a thing? That's a thing now. That's we had a thing we the whole to start singing Frozen, and then me and Cam took yeah. over. So. American Sk- Space Cowboy has gone one week, and all of a sudden he forgets our I'm tradition. a rhinestone <laughs> cowboy. Oh, well, I don't know that one. I don't uh, know request. either, other than that line. <laughs> I want you to sing all of American Pie right now. <laughs> I, I can save you, Chris, and give you. Oh a yeah, little, no, Brandon like, has to. He's, he's the guest. He's the guest. Oh, Brandon okay. has well, to hang sing. on. Never mind, Chris. Chris, no, sing. Brandon, Brandon, Brandon. You now. We'll <laughs> sing along. We'll sing along. But you have to start her off. Oh, a long, to be, try to long make time ago. <laughs> yeah. No, I, don't. I can. I'm not going to do American Pie. How that music used to. I was I, thinking about. <laughs> I miss American Pie. It's, this is the day the sports died. We're all so off sync. It's problematic. It's going to be very hard to edit. Oh, uh, guys, I actually sang, I like, I sang the most perfect bars, perfectly, like, in sync, right pitch and everything, but I was muted by accident. Yeah, there it was. Uh, right, yeah, damn it. I'll never be able to replicate it. I miss Canadian pie. Wait, Drew, I want to know what uh, Brandon was going to say. Oh, I was just going to say that uh, a member of the Boston Celtics was tested positive for COVID-19. Oh, shit. Yeah, I just got the, I just got the alert. Oh my god! Oh no no! This was a free not agency. Bring, not to winners bring down and the losers like a downer, but like so two Lakers that. have tested positive as well. Well, wait, let's three Sixers. Ending the podcast on a happy note. Wait, <laughs> no, this is great. Coronavirus is. I, dude, I've watched so much Walking Nobody Dead. Nobody on the I, Thunder though. So I'm everyone so in Oklahoma prepa- City. I'm so prepared oh, for thank this. Thank God, my guy. I'm so prepared because I've watched so much Walking Dead that, like, you know, it's it's fine. I'm gonna survive. Come out, right, out well, to mass if you I want to survive. survive with me. Before, okay, yes, yes, I will do that. <laughs> if I was legally allowed <laughs> to go across the border, I would. I'll have to fourteen day quarantine, but I'll go to Canada. And there you go. I'll just. They're gonna say it has to be like an essential thing, and I'll say, yeah, I'm trying to live. I'm trying to, <laughs> trying to live. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, before BSC and or Chris sings us out with some beautiful tunes. Uh, once again, Brandon, thank you so much for joining us for the first yes. time and certainly not the last time. Uh, we already had you plug your Twitter, but anything else you want to plug right now, the uh, stage is yours. No, I mean, keep listening to these guys. These guys are killing it. They're a lot of fun. Obviously, I'm a little biased because, you know, <laughs> I go way back with all of them, but uh, they're all real good guys and their show's fun. And I know I'm not going to be there every week, but you can tune in because I might be there. And don't you want to hear me? You know. For real though, these guys everybody are wants to You're, you're replacing Chris now because Chris wasn't supposed to be here. So, actually, no, ago. you're replacing me. Yeah, way to fuck it up, Chris. <laughs> you're you're replacing me because I fuck up stats and ramble. So, but that, <laughs> yeah, that's but you what were you... still you were still voted slightly ahead of me in the <laughs> in slightly below Cam and way below they all <laughs> suck in the poll. <laughs> <laughs> all right, who's singing us out? All right, sing us out, BSC. Hey, I got you. Did you write oh, the Chris. book of love? Do you have faith in God above? Yeah, yeah. If the Bible tells, tells you so. <laughs> Do you believe in rock and roll? Chris looked up the music lyrics. Yeah, he's reading. Soul. Can you teach me how to dance real slow? Well, I know that you're in love.